You have to start talking. You're supposed to start talking there. That's that's the part where you start. Hello? Oh Wait, Jesus, me? the music's looping. Hello, hello. Just cheese got a wall. So I'll start the show. It's episode forty. I don't know. And oh, but, what? <laughs> oh Jesus, what was that? Hello. <laughs> hello. What Can happened? You hear me? Yes. Right, I don't know what happened there at the start. First, I couldn't hear the music, so I was waiting for you to give me the cue. And then you just started sounding like a robot on my headset. You were all, hello, 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 hello. Ah, I wonder if it recorded so, like that. Anyway. I don't know. That'd be well, hilarious. So, welcome to the Evil G Podcast. We're not starting again. Fuck that. Welcome to the Evil G Podcast, episode 46. Yeah, yeah, 46. Should have checked that but out before we started. Uh... So, uh, we're obviously still all separate. Uh, we're still trying this Discord thing. Uh, we're obviously still very professional at it. Um, uh, but you've got myself, as always. You've got Colin. Say hello, Colin, again. See if we hello. can see you normal this time. It and only, we have Kat. It only took me like three hello. hours. Three hours to set up. But uh, we're here, and we're going to try and give you another month of relaxing, good time, fun. So, uh, what are we talking about? Well, Sony went ahead and finally, finally revealed... PlayStation. Well, not oh, they did. They revealed the PlayStation Five, some games, the console itself. So we're going to be discussing that. A uh, couple of days ago, EA done a press conference sort of thing called it EA Access. Yes, uh, that went very well. We'll be discussing mm. how funny that was. Uh, Colin's been playing The Last of Us Two, very anticipated game. We'll be getting some thoughts on that. Uh, then we'll be taking a break once again. Sadly, this month we'll have no beer necessities because we're all separate. Uh, but we'll be we'll be giving it a bit of more in-depth anime section because we have a bit more time. So we're going to be giving some recommendations and some uh, series and films that have been watched. And AEW had its big pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. So we're going to be discussing that as well. So uh, we'll get stuck in, gentlemen. Obviously, the PlayStation 5 showed off uh, a bunch of trailers uh, telling us that it it was a very... Um, I have to admit, it was a very big-headed name of the event. PlayStation 5, The Future of Gaming. <laughs> I know um, what's what's that all about? Like I know, Tony. Obviously, they done quite well with their PS4, so, and they they just got it in their heads that they are the champions now. Um, calm I, down, calm down. I don't uh, know if I was old. Uh, there's a couple of things in there. Do you just want to go through everything? Yeah, and you can sounds a, fair a, enough. A, a quick, uh, yay or nay or may. Yeah, yeah, well, we can discuss, you know, if it was a game that caught your eye, why it caught your eye as well, obviously. So, so uh, it's important with these big reveals for consoles, you need to get off to a really strong start for your new generation. Yeah. So, let's 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 show a game that's been out since, like, two generations ago. So, they yeah. showed Grand Theft Auto V first, and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Why? Why? I actually oh. thought it was a gag. I thought it was a joke. I thought, no, they're taking the piss. This isn't real. They're 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 having a bit of a laugh to start with, and it was all no, it's real. Is it the whole thing though, or are they just doing GTA Online? No, because it showed single player stuff as well. Oh, did it? So uh, the the one thing is, is GTA Online will be free for all PS5 owners. Right. Uh, and up for now to the, to the release of it, they like get a million pound. Uh, a month 
Hey, looking forward to when that's they announce cool. the Skyrim elite release for it. <laughs> ah, that's what I was going to say. This is like literally just Skyrim. Like, how long now is Grand Theft Auto went out? Like, it's been into 2014, I think it is, or 2013. 13. You know, and like, they've only released Red Dead, and like, they're not even, they've just neglected Red Dead online. You know what I mean? Just they, 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 they keep the cash cow running, like. Yeah, 2000, you know 2013, GTA 5 came out. Do you, do you know what they're trying to do here? What? They're trying to beat what? Resi 4. In terms of how many generations they can be released on, <laughs> and they'll never do it because Resi Four will just keep coming as well. I'm surprised they haven't released it on the Switch. <laughs> Resi Four? No, Grand Theft oh, Auto Five. I was going to say because mm. Resi Four is on the Switch, so Resi's still winning. <laughs> um, but no, I have to. When I seen that, I thought this is a joke. This isn't real, and yes, it is. GTA Five. I don't think they're doing anything to enhance it either. It's just like, ah, here you go. It's a port. Yeah. What more is there to advance than it? Like, it's, like, it's uh, literally becoming like an, an action film fantasy you now you're online. Like, I don't know. Mm. Ray, Ray Tracing. Uh, Ray Tracing, uh, more NPCs, maybe? Because <laughs> uh, I know, like, uh, the, the single player game has a lot more NPCs in it than the online. Mm. Has a lot more stuff going on, and I think it's like a third of that's only online. But, but like, to be fair, player, it's like, the online has got a lot more explosions in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then, then they showed Spider-Man: Miles Morales, which is also mm-hmm. not a new game. It's an add-on for that Spider-Man game that came out mm-hmm. in 2018, which they didn't mention at the time. No, they just sort of showed it, and everyone was all ooh. Um, but as they they've described it as the equivalent of the Uncharted: Lost Legacy, which was like a mini game. That you could buy separately, kind of like what, what? What did you call that one for The Last of Us as well? It was like a uh, weird beast spinoff. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know the one. It's, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, they're describing it as something like that. It's its own standalone game. It, they're they're not calling it DLC. They refuse to call it DLC, but it kind of is DLC to be fair. Because I mean, it's obviously going to be the same city. It's going to be the same sort of map layout and things like that. So to me, that's... Yeah, it's an add-on. DLC. It's an expansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the same credit me in Infamous, wasn't it? No, that's... That's a buy. That is yeah. a... Uh, so it's basically the... What do you call it? They released a female version of the, the PS, wasn't it? There's a woman... No, wait, a yes. male version of it. And that's they right, they did that as well. That's right. The <laughs> Infamous got its own... It's, it's not... It was, uh, it's, it's, last light. It was, uh, it was starring it's the not girl them. It's not them. Desmond. That's right. It's not them. Um, so yeah, oh, that's they, not them. Kind of not, before, those are the guys uh, doing the. the it's just more Spider Man. I guess to, if you like Spider Man, you have something else to be excited for. Uh, well, is it not Insomniac? No. No, it's not Insomniac. No, that's. It is Insomniac. Wait, Insomniac did that? No, no uh, it is Insomniac. Insomniac didn't make Infamous. That was Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. Sucker Punch are making Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, Insomniac made Ratchet and Clank. Um, uh, Sunset Overdrive, stuff like that. Uh, well, hey, it was like be expected too, because like when they were like prototyping or showing, leaking out a wee bits of information about the PS Five, like they were using Spider Man as a like an example of like the load times and the solid state drive. So like I was sort of expecting that they, you know, when I seen it, it was all like, oh well, you know, I mean, they've been playing around with it, so why not? Uh, you always knew that uh, certain games were getting a re-release, Spider Man being one of them. Uh, you'll probably see God of War. Um, 
I imagine Horizon, the first Horizon game, will pop up somewhere on the PS5, probably. Mm-hmm. Skyrim. <sighs> if <you should>. Probably. <laughs> uh, right after Spider-Man, we had Gran Turismo Seven. Does no one cares about that? I don't. Uh, cars. I used to play them. Look like cars. I used to play. Yeah, look fantastic to be honest. Like that's too, but that like you know looks nice. Okay, so the yeah, first so. first proper new thing then, um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, new Ratchet and Clank game. I do like the Ratchet and Clanks, and it looked really uh, good. It there did. It looked fun st- as hell. Stuff flying about everywhere. Um, you're facing through dimensions. Um, seeing like one minute you're in a um, you know, a jungle with dinosaurs, and then it's like the reality shatters, and you go through the hole and. You come out in a cyberpunk city, so yeah. Don't know what that how that comes across in gameplay, but there you go. I do apologize if I go quiet, guys. Uh, I I think my system's playing up a little bit here, so I'm sorry. I'm seem to be coming in and out, but uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Ratchet and Clank does look very good, and the whole reality thing is very cool looking. Uh, um, sort of properly shown the solid state ray thing, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's the, that's the loading times. Uh, and as you were discussing with myself previously, Colin, uh, when enemies were getting blown up, there was just pieces everywhere, and they weren't like just fading away. They were like lying all over the screen, and that was kind of like showing off the whole, uh, basically, the amount of polygons and shit that could blow up on screen all at the same time without any slowdown. Because mm. um, I have to admit, when I first seen the Ratchet and Clank, I was like, oh, "Hang on, my PS4 could do this." And then it was yourself explaining to me, like, no, your PS4 would shit its pants if it tried to do what that game was just doing there now. It would, I. Uh, PS4 shits its pants a lot less right now. <laughs> yeah, don't have Very a PS4 true. Pro. I refuse. <laughs> oh, same. I, I'm not bad at Pro. Do you think... I, I know we're obviously talking games, but very quickly, sidetrack. Do you think that that'll happen with this gen as well? Probably. They'll have a PS5 Pro. What do you It'll mean? Do the PS5 Pro and... it, it's already happening. There's two versions of the console. Oh, yeah, good point. Digital uh, thing. Um, uh, next, we have Project Athia, which was really. don't really know much about it. It was. It's by the, the guys that did. Uh, well, Square Enix, but I think it's the team that did Final Fantasy XV. Um, or so I heard. But it was just. Uh, it, it looked really pretty. Fantasy, like setting yeah um yeah it's a very nice looking game that's a ps5 exclusive apparently oh uh yeah uh then we had stray where it looks like he plays plays a cat in a in a dingy looking city populated by robots Um, yeah it looked interesting i thought yeah the cat wears backpack what's that I can, see that like a, I can see that being like some type of like a story. I, I <coughs> excuse me. Oh shit! It's all right. Fever tablet today. Um, but I can see that being like a sort of story-based sort of adventure game more than anything else. That's probably what it, it did look. Like. I was t- trying to build a wee world and get you prepared for that. Mm. Yeah, it looked uh, interesting. And we had a uh, Returnal. Um, which is from Housemark Games, who have really just, I think they did arcade style, you know, twin stick shooters before that. I couldn't name you one of them. Um, but this is, 
you play as some lady who crash lands on an alien planet. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you keep repeating the same thing right. over and over again. Or something. Roguelite? It, I don't know. It is a roguelike, yeah. So uh, I guess every time you die, you'll, you know, the world will change a little bit and all that there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sackboy, a big adventure. I, I don't give a shit about Sackboy. Don't know it about looked like a else. fun wee platformer. It looked like they were trying to make a Mario game. It did. I, I, that's exactly mm. what they're doing. There's no even trying to deny that. That's exactly <laughs> what they're at. Um, the I next... doubt if it does the little big planet thing where you can build your own levels, I'll be very impressed. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that's the. This just looks like it's a yeah, three D platformer. Um, because they've still got their other thing. Well, this isn't the same developer. Uh, this is a different developer than the Little Big Planet guys. But the Little Big Planet guys are doing that dreams. Oh yeah, you, yeah. You yeah, make your right. own games. Um, Destruction All Stars. This looks interesting. So it does. It looks it's sort of crack. A car combat game. <clears throat> But when was the you, last time you got to say that? Uh, probably the first time I've ever said that. I've never really had much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the difference being, like, so it seems to be like a online-focused, uh, team-based game, like an Overwatch-ish type thing. Yeah. Um, and then when your car gets destroyed, that's not the end. You are then running about on foot and you can steal other cars. See, that's a bit hilarious. <laughs> and there's going to be all sorts of abilities. I bet all those characters have ultimates. Or the oh. cars have ultimates. Like, And there's going to be skins. Uh, mm. And there'll probably be loot boxes or some equivalent. They'll, they'll, you... There will definitely be a battle pass. Oh, <laughs> As you put it, it looks like uh, Overwatch meets Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'll just agree with myself there. <laughs> Good person to agree with. Uh, next we had Kenna Bridge of Spirits, um, which is a really nice looking um, platformy type. Yeah, it's hard to describe what this looks like. Do you ever play Beyond Good and Evil? No. No. Damn. Um, but it, it looks like a, a game of sort of that time where it was like adventure platformy games in, in 3D. Um, well, you know, like the your Jack and Daxters of the day and that sort of stuff. Kind of mm. look like, like that sort of thing. Um, but uh, the the Visuals look really, really nice. I thought it, it reminded me a bit of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for some reason. Sort of. It had them vibes. Like, um, like I, who was I watching? I was, I'll tell you what it was. I was watching Eras, and Eras did the same thing. I was watching his like, stream afterwards, and he was saying that he got the same sort of vibes, I think, from it. That looked at the way. Hmm. You know, but like that's 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 uh, something's needed, like because like uh, when you need multiple options, like when they can, well, is that coming? Is that going to be a launch title or what? Or is that going to be? Ah, like, uh, there's there's very little. There's there's I was no gonna say, date I don't for that. Think many dates were given? Nah, nah, no. not really. Um, the only launch, like PS Five launch game that I know of is Godfall. Um, 
because they had announced that that would be a launch game. Um, the next one is Goodbye Volcano High. Jesus. <laughs> Which, is that a visual novel? No. I don't know. It's an adventure game? What the fuck? That's, That's what I have to say. It's a bunch uh, of dinosaurs uh, having teen angst. Come here, uh, here. Uh, I'm all for all games coming out in consoles, wise, but I think that was a, like a sort of poor choice on Sony's behalf. They put that uh, out. Like they could have had something else in there. You uh, know what you, I mean? You want to show off this new fucking powerhouse console? You. Ah, uh, but you have uh, to keep in mind you have to hit all tastes. Now, Stu, think about this though. So it's called Goodbye Volcano High. It's mm. features anthropomorphic dinosaur-like creatures. Mm-hmm. If you hate all these characters, you should probably play this, because I can only see no! this ending. I can only see this ending one way. Now, you know what happened to the dinosaurs? Yeah, but I don't want poor Luchasaurus have to relive all that again. <laughs> he's, he's suffered enough. He doesn't have to be reminded. Jesus oh, Christ, that. leave the man alone. That man's bound to a couple extensions of his time, like. <laughs> You know, I'm in between meteorites and ice ages. And... It, it does look like one of them. Like, when they were showing you the trailer as well, they just had music playing over the top. Of it. I don't think you actually heard anyone talk. So it's like, you're just showing, you're just showing me a music video for some really pissy looking visual novel when you should be showing me like something that wants me to make me buy your console. I get that there will be indie titles down the line. I uh, get that. But see, for your first reveal of your console... I think that was a terrible choice again. I, I don't know if it's a visual novel either. I'm just making an assumption because visual novels aren't usually uh, don't usually have animated cutscenes the way it does. I don't know. Uh, it looked it looked like it was a cartoon. Is it? Why you show me a trailer for a cartoon? Uh, Is there gameplay in this? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, maybe that was the gameplay. Fuck. Which well, part? Poor choice. All of it. Maybe it was just you, you watch the fucking game and you press a button every so often to make your 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 dinosaur talk. Mm. Right. Next one is Oddworld Soulstorm. Yeah, more Oddworld is not a bad thing. Bring on the Oddworld. I know that's for both PS4 and 5. Obviously, some games were going to be on both. Uh, but it's a complete remake of Abe's Exodus. Uh, great game back near 20 years ago now. But they have said that there's going to be big, big changes to the story um, and things like that. So don't be expecting a. Like as close a remaster as Abe's uh, new and tasty was for the PS4. This is going to be mm. completely new. But so this is uh, yeah, this guy say that this is brand new. It does look like a an Oddworld game. It's still that that two mm. D. Um, and yeah, uh, it looks like an Oddworld game. Uh, I never really played much of them myself, so I can't all right, really okay. Say anything. Um, Moving swiftly onwards, it's uh, a game from your title, your, your, what? Your hero, um, oh, fuck, I forgot his name. Shinji Mikami. Shinji Mikami. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, Ghostwire Ghost, Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo, best known for the in- incredibly hyper Japanese lady that announced it last E3. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we got to see I- what it is now. <laughs> We got to see a bit of what it is. It looks very strange, though. It he's, does, uh... he's he's like that. He does make a wee, sort of sort of very odd games now and then, and I think he's. It doesn't. It, he doesn't look in any way like a uh, a Resident Evil game. But di- no. didn't didn't he make uh, Okami? 
Yes. Is that one of his? Aye. That's... And Vanquish is one of his. Yeah. So, so it uh, makes sense that um, this is a bit of a departure from the over-the-shoulder horror, survival mm-hmm. horror. Um, and you just look to be kung fu fighting ghosts. That's good enough for me. <laughs> In Tokyo. It does look pretty good. Do you not find it like was pretty sort of like Naruto? Kind of ah, you're doing all those Naruto hand, hand symbol uh, ninjutsu uh, and Kami Kami Hayes in there. Would you say Kami Kami Hayes? He definitely did one. I fired a big he blue fireball. Does, uh, <laughs> Kami 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 you know, close to a launch as well. Uh, that that uh, looks it, like it would be a good one for VR with the the way uh, the colors are. Everything's very neon looking. Uh, um, yeah, it looks different. Looks fun. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that. Plus, it's Cindy McCamey, so like fun. You're 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 contractually obliged to <laughs> to buy it and play it. I think it comes with a free copy of Resi Four. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Jet the Far Shore. Uh, Can't even remember this one. Uh, it's rocket fires. It's, there's satellites and something. Oh yeah, Maybe. yeah, that's right. That looked push. Oh right, that's that's the one from the developer called Super Brawlers. Um, yeah, they do weird wee pixel games. Okay, Godfall. Oh jeez, this looked really bad. I thought this looked really bad. It looked like a more of a music video than fucking anything. Like, that's, I couldn't understand, like, you know, why you have this big, you know, hip-hop song on top of it or whatever it is, trap mm. music song. And, well, you know, like, look, right, so, so, th- so this is Gearbox. So that choice of music makes perfect sense. Because that's just what, that's just a gearbox thing that's probably instead of you know and instead of them going right our game looks like this what's a score that complements it it's not randy pitchard likes this song so put it on mm. <laughs> that, that's how uh, you, like, that's how that works didn't look i didn't get that much from it and then it was only what uh, the pc streaming event where we actually got to see what it was properly like yeah the, the, there was uh, that pc gamer event and they explained a bit about it but they when they're explaining the gameplay of it they just explain mm. every action rpg that ever has been it's like oh it's, yeah. you'll fight people and then it'll be all about you getting this more powerful armor as you go and you'll get more and more powerful and it's like right you just described every hack and slash rpg that ever existed what actually where's the hook to this it's kind of generic looking and um I know Eugene's listening to this, and he's probably going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right now, but that's a terrible impression of Eugene. <laughs> I apologize. Who in our group referred it to being like it was sort of like Warhammer or Warframe? I'm sorry. Uh, Eugene said that it looks um, uh, what was it you uh, like plays like Warframe, but Warframe's really fast and smooth. This looks really stiff mm. and. It looks clunky. It does look clunky. And I know like these games aren't finished and they had to because the way they're streaming these from home and all, they had to like scale back frame rates on the, the stream and that. But it looked like it was running like absolute pish. Yeah. It looked like the, like you know when they were swinging the weapons at all? It 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 literally looked like there was like 
handfuls of frames in between the movements. Like that that's what I mean when it, I say it looks clunky. Like it's just like like bad stop motion. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It it just didn't look right. Um the, I'm trying to think uh no, even that would be smoother than it. But do you remember the old like the really sort of that's what it wasn't the original Command and Conquerors, but there was like a Command and Conquer that was on the PC. I think it was Tiberian Sun. And you could maybe zoom right in and you could see the soldiers fighting, but there were obviously like only a couple of frames per whatever they were doing. Yeah. It, looked, it reminded me of if someone had put the camera <laughs> right in behind that. I was like, this does not look like it's anywhere near finished, and this is meant to be out in a handful of months. Ah, this is, the, uh, as I said, this is one of the announced release games for these this new console. Uh, but. No, uh, not impressed. Gearbox, they don't do impressive yeah. things. Yeah. No, because they're soon 3D Realms again. Are they? Aye! What for now? Something about Duke Nukem again. <laughs> I'm not, not even, even kidding. Any, there's not even any Duke Nukem games out. I know, but they're suing them something to do with Duke Nukem again. Do you remember Randy Pitchford was getting sued by his friend who was a lawyer and then he countersued him for using company expenses to get six-pack abs? <laughs> and, yeah. And then the boy... Accused him of having child porn on a on a pen drive. Yes, like, stick. it wasn't yep. child porn. It was a cam girl who was eighteen and she was squirting and it it's like magic. <laughs> and he was like, "It was like, how did she do that? It's like a magic trick." And he's a fucking magician. What the fuck? <laughs> what the Christ. fuck? Randy Pitchford is a magician. Right, moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, Solar Ash, which is a new game from the guys that Hyper Light Drifter. Um, I haven't played much of that, but it's uh, this looks like a different thing altogether. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to remember that one. <laughs> I neither can I. I can't. I, I genuinely can't remember that one. That's why I'm sorry. Sorry, sitting in silence here. I was like, which one was that again? Sam, <laughs> well, mm, you remember the next think. one? Hitman Three. Oh yes, that'll be no. more of the Hitman. Yeah, it, it does, again, with the PlayStation 5, they may be able to muck around more with, you know, the deaths and things like that. Graphically, mm. it looked it was, looked the exact same, but now that they've maybe got... The, I don't know if this will be only PS5 and maybe the, the next Xbox, or it'll be on both, but uh, either way, you'll obviously have more play, stuff to play around with, and if they've got new physics and more sort of what they can push onto the system, they'll have more crazy things happening. So yeah, mm. more Hitman's yeah. a good thing. Um, would you rather if you're getting a PS5 and you want to hit Man mm-hmm. 3 shouldn't you wait till they release the whole thing in one I'm going to take a stab in the dark and happen. say that if Hitman yeah I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that the other ones will be backward anyway I think you'll be able to just play all the maps if you buy yeah, Hitman 3 that's what just... they did. yeah if you own Hitman the original, and then you buy Hitman 2, instead of loading up the two different games, all the Hitman 1 stuff just transfers to Hitman 2, and you yeah. can play everything. So I'm guessing they'll do that with Hitman 3. If you own 1 and 2, everything yeah. will transfer to 3. So it'll be a huge big game, but it'll be Hitman 1, 2, 3 all together. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's what they'll do, to just keep that going. Uh, right, what else do we have? Little Devil Inside, which is a weird looking thing. It does look. It, it looks like a sort of a action combat sort of 
again, I would probably put you in mind as something like Ocarina of Time or something like that. Uh, you know, you're this little sort of adventure fighting all these these big monsters, but then it keeps cutting to this. I think he's a butler or something, or just an old man, so, or just an old. Maybe it's this guy's an old man. I don't know. Maybe it's the same person. Uh, but you've got this this guy who's out being an adventurer in a custody of this old man. I, the only reason I thought he was a butler is because he was running around in a very butler-looking suit. Um, uh, there's a screenshot yeah, of him here out in the world holding the gun, though. So, I don't know. Do you oh, reckon okay. Do you reckon it's the same guy? Just older? That, nah. that could be. Maybe this is him looking back on his life. He's like half a size. I don't maybe know. it's like it's sort of a metaphorical thing for um, being in the insides of him. That's what it means the evil fun. So like probably what he's taken on instead of the, like being literally biological. It's like biological turn fantasy. There's you know what one, I mean like there's one thing that's making me think or making me worried about looking at the, the screenshots of it and that. Um it looks like it could be uh, a survival game. Right. <laughs> Which uh, I wouldn't be too crazy about. Oh. Well, hopefully, uh, okay. hopefully, uh, hopefully, it's not like you know a Minecraft type thing where you build and shit uh, and all. But yeah, yeah, I think it is a survival RPG, but it depends how much like you know. It has a very, very unique art style, though. That's what stood out. The art style yeah, is very it, cool. It does look really cool. Um, okay, next was NBA Two K Twenty One. It was a guy playing basketball and he was sweaty. That was, that's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I get that they're showing off, oh, look what we could do. And it's like, yeah, but when there's... How many people is in a basketball team, isn't it? Five? Five. Uh, right, so when there's ten uh, people running around a pitch and the camera is always at that same angle, you're not going to see all this unless it's like the replays. Did you say pitch? Uh, the basketball pitch? <laughs> yeah. Was 2K, wasn't it? Oh, court. Sorry, court. Uh, uh, it was 2K21. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I'm surprised he didn't like charges for watching. You know, we had to pay to watch the fucking the <laughs> like, because I know they have a notorious history with that. Uh, more gambling transactions. Mm-hmm. More gambling. You know, um, so after that, we have bug snacks, which is from the Octodad people, and looks fucking nuts. <laughs> it's. Have you ever played Octodad? No. It's just. But it's one of them games that, you know, you've got your mates around for a couple of beers, you throw it on, and you all laugh. And I think this will be the same type of thing. It's it's not a game that you actually play seriously. It's a game that you just you put on and just see the shape people can get up to. I think mm. it could be one of them things. Very unique, weird little game. Um, the next one was the game that made me go, well, I guess I have to get a PS5 then. <laughs> Demon Souls, which looks to be a ground up remake. It looks it does. fantastic. Um, it does. They showed a lot of uh like just shot for shot stuff from the original, yep. like the, the intro. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard that music I was like uh yes. so- <laughs> you see the 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 guy being carried by the dragon. That's the, the intro yep. of the game. And then they showed a lot of the the boss intro cinematics. Um uh- and they they look fucking great. So that's a one I've never actually got round to playing ever, and now I have a reason to finally sit down and play Demon Souls. So I'm very excited. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I don't that's know. If I, I, like to hear. I, don't, I don't know if it's uh, tough because of the 
you know, they, they got better at making that type of game as we went along. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully it also, in, you know, fix some of the problems and that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I dare say that it would be, be like when they done the, the Dark Souls remaster. It was, you know, it was like the Dark Souls 3 engine, but you got to play Dark Souls 1. So yeah. it could be something like that again, which I'm sure they'll do. Uh, next game was Deathloop from Arcane Studios. The uh, the guys did the Dishonored um mm. t- series, two games. I was pleasantly surprised oh, by this because when they when they first announced this, uh, I think it was E three. Maybe they announced this, and I have to admit, it looked you know the trailer they showed was very serious and very you know mm. oh very very you know very brown basically. Yeah. And then when we got to see this trailer, it was like. Oh, we're here to have a bit of fun. It's like, and I was like, oh, look okay. at all this crazy '70s style or '60s style yeah. spy shit and and that. Yeah, the trailer so, was almost like a grindhouse trailer as well. Yeah, I was a. Uh, that's what I was looking for. It was very grindhouse. Um, so I'm pretty sure the idea of this game came from. Do you ever see the videos of people who are really good at Dishonored just going on like this never-ending run of fucking murder? And right. it's just it's just them stringing together kills, right. and, and using all the abilities. That's what this looks like. It's like do one of those, see how far you get. Then you die. You go back to the start and try again. And it's almost like you know remembering where everything is and putting together mm. this sequence of kills um, to to get to the end. But then the difference in this, obviously, there's another player in there trying to kill you, mm. which is which is pretty cool way to go about multiplayer. Yep. Um, so you're going to be trying to take out all these targets while this other player could be sitting watching you going right I'm going to wait for you to get to this spot and then I'm going to jump in and fuck up your day mm, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Resident Evil Village or Village Resident Evil or Resident Evil 8 <laughs> whatever you want to call it Aye, this this looks pretty damn good this does look really damn good uh, this yeah. is where I was like now we're talking. Werewolves and vampires and witches. <laughs> the thing was, though, from what I can tell, because uh, I remember when this idea was first announced, that was going to be someone hallucinating their balls off, and that's why they were seeing werewolves and vampires and shit like that. Mm. But this looks like it's actually happening, and yeah. it just looks like there's a new virus. Which is which is good. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, And you know, there, there's a... A theory going around that, um, you know, what one of the you see the three vampire type ladies. Yes. Um, there's a rumor going around that one of those is um, what did you call Wesker's sister in uh, oh, Revelations Two? Alex. Uh, one of those is Alex Wesker, and she actually succeeded in doing what she was trying to do. In oh uh, yeah, because at the end. That's right. You see the weaker at the end when she's living with Barry, and she's all like starting to smile and shit. Mm. Uh, oh and, yeah, that'd be uh, pretty cool. And now Chris finally looks his age. Yes, and Chris looks like Chris again, which is good. And he, uh, and he killed me. changed him, and yeah, I was like, "Holy fuck!" I, right, you're back to be poor Ethan. He's having a rough. Like you know, <laughs> all the Resident Evil characters have been like you know trained, you know, cops or special agents and things like that. Ethan is the only guy that I can think of in Resident Evil history. That's just been a guy, just a guy. He's a cop, he's isn't he? Thrown in. Hmm? I, th- I think he's he's a detective, isn't he? 
No, I think he worked in like a newspaper thing. He was a journalist, I think. I thought he was a detective. I I don't think so, because that was the idea behind him. He wasn't wasn't like a, a super type person like the other Resi characters, that's why he was so, that's oh. why he was, his aim was so fucking shit. Like, if you notice <laughs> Resi 7, would you have to aim for ages before you get a steady shot. He's a system engineer. That's is that way, what he is? <laughs> that's way fucking worse. <laughs> there you go. He's a systems engineer. So yeah, he's just a bloke, and now he's got pulled into this crazy fucking world. Like, when Chris Redfield shows up in your door, you're like, ah, oh, balls. Shit's gonna get serious here. This guy's fucking survived crazy mansions and and fucking all that crazy shit on a boat and then all that crazy shit in China in Resi 6. This guy punched a fucking boulder to death and he's at my front door now. Ah, <laughs> oh, balls. And the, uh, that's the, the beauty of the Resident Evil universe. Yep. Just the the disparity between like looking at Resident <laughs> Evil 5 and Resident <laughs> Evil 7. It's just... And they're like, no, this is this is all the same timeline. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. This, Chris this, punched out a boulder, but now he's normal again. This wiki on um, uh, page for, for Ethan, it gives us aliases. And this isn't really aliases. This is people calling him shit to insult him. <laughs> so you've got, right, alias, Ethan. Fine, that's his name. Boy. Yeah. Because Jack Bickle. <laughs> yeah. Son. Because Jack Bickle calls him little boy. <laughs> Shitcock. <laughs> Marguerite party calls him that. Peggy yep. and Daddy. That's not an alias. Well, they're not aliases. Every father in the world doesn't have Daddy as an alias. That is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh Christ. Oh right. yeah, it, it's good to see Resi back again Resi 8 looking fantastic and if I found out that Resi 8 was only for PS5 I would definitely be buying a PS5 launch day then uh, what about Pragmata I don't know what that is post apocalyptic this isn't out I know they said weird that, that, net uh, this is 2022 yes this is Capcom yes hmm uh, don't know much about it. They obviously were trying to entice us with this little girl and this spaceman type thing. It's weird. Um, they went yeah. to the moon, and the little girl was on the moon, and she didn't have a spacesuit, and she's like, "Whatever, I'm on the moon." Yeah. Uh, and then we had Horizon Forbidden West, the yep. new Horizon game, and I've never played the other one, so I hear nothing but good things about the first one. So, uh. I must actually get round to playing it. Looks really nice. Uh, well, uh, the first one looks fantastic, and the second one looks just as good. So, but then that's the thing about them gorilla guys. I know you were saying you you don't like the Killzone games, but mm. the one thing they've always been able to do is knock the graphics out of the park. Like, let's be honest, the PS3 was not an easy system to work with. Any developer no. that worked on it will tell you that, and they were still knocking the graphics out of the park on it. And then, like, that Shadowfall, it, it was a PS4 launch title, and I was mucking around on it the other day, and it still looks fucking phenomenal. So it does. Because I, I thought to myself, I wonder what the launch titles look like. I bet you they don't look that great anymore. And I was like, because remember we were playing Battlefield 4 not that long ago, and you can see the big difference between 4 and 5. 
like five is a stellar looking game and four looks still pretty good. Shadowfall still unbelievable looking. I mean, properly unbelievable. Mm. So it's it's not surprising me that Gorilla is still making fantastic looking games. So, but again, mm. I think that I think they did say in an interview that uh, Horizon Forbidden West will only be PS5. They're not doing backward. Uh, or cross-gen with that. They're like, we, we want to just make it as amazing as we can, so we're not worrying about the PS4, sorry. Yeah. But, uh, like, you have, to, you, you have to make that cut-off somewhere. Mm. Like, you, you need to... If you keep making things in mind of getting it to run on older hardware, you're never going to yep. do, you know, reach no, the potential you could. Um, yeah, exactly. But then again, the developers on PC have been doing that for ages, but they're still like, you know, you have minimum system requirements. There's a time where you'll go, right, that last generation of graphics cards, we're not going to even bother yep. trying to get this to run on that. Yeah, they won't cut it anymore. Um, so obviously that was the last game they showed us, and then they went ahead and showed us the thing itself. And That's it's a big boy. Fucking... You didn't... Actually, see when they revealed it on this uh, this video... Uh, you, you couldn't In judge how big it was. Completely fucking overblown way. It's like, come on, get over yourselves. Uh, but, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, you had no idea. Like, well, it was two consoles. One has a, uh, a disk drive, one doesn't. So you got a digital mm-hmm. edition. Um, but I was wondering, it's like, you saw on the disk drive the slot. And I was looking at that slot. I was like, that looks really small to fit a disk in. It's like, uh, the slot's not small, that's the size. The fucking console is gargantuan. It's fucking huge. I'm pretty sure it's bigger it's than... It's a big boy. It's the biggest PlayStation ever. I think it's bigger than all I, the Xboxes. It's the biggest console ever. I think it... People were saying that it's bigger than the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. And that that being said, places. I know... I know a lot of people were taking the piss and, you know, memeing it and all the rest of it. I'm going to say it now. I like the way it looks. I think uh, it's fucking funky. It looks grand. It's all curved and weird. Which I is... just, I, I just, the PlayStations to me have always had strange designs. There's never just been a very plain looking... Well, maybe the PS1. But since then, everything... Like the PS2 had that sort of big rectangle on top of a little rectangle. And yeah. the PS3 looked like the George Foreman bread bin grill. Yeah. And the PS4 was like two slanty fucking things on top of it. It looked like a bent custard cream. And, it's a rhombus. You know, yeah, yeah. It was, they've always been funky looking and this is the first time they've brought, you know, con. Now, I make sure I get this right. It's convex or is it con- it is. concave? Concave is in the ways. Uh, convex is out the ways. Ah, so they brought the concave curves into this one. Convex. So the PS3 was con... It's, a, it's, a, it's convex. Was, the, it curves, oh, I thought it was... Does it curve right? The way oh, it does it curve right? Oh, no. I, I, yeah, ah. right. I should look at a picture of it. Sorry. I forgot what it looks like. Right. Yep. I type PS5 and the first thing that comes up is the Xbox Series X. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not curved at all. Is it not curved it's at not, all? <laughs> My memory's flashing. No, it's slight, it has a slight concave curve to it. Okay. But it's mostly straight, and then it's like okay. it's white, um, and then it's obviously it, it looks like the console's the black bit in the middle, and it's wearing a white coat with a high collar. Yeah, that's <laughs> obviously what all the jokes are. Um, 
that, that being said, uh, I, I think when I do get one, I'll have to stand it up. Where? I don't think it'll look right lying down. I don't know. I'm gonna have to build a shelf for it. It doesn't look like it doesn't look right lying down. I have a picture of it lying down here. It doesn't look it doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's, it's I got nowhere to put it. Stand up. It's lying down. <laughs> I still yeah, that, got, that was I, obviously. I I still really like the design of the Series X though. Just a big cube. Just a big ignorant cube. It's like, bam. <laughs> it's a fucking large router fucking... It's a large router versus a small fridge. Uh, <laughs> here's your monolith. Um, the, uh, I, I think yeah. the, the, the Series X puts me in mind of the GameCube. Mm. Except it's like two GameCubes stacked on top of each other. It's like four, you mean? Uh, Let's be honest. It's like four cubes. Um, and then obviously they're showing off the controller and all the peripherals and all that there. But they still haven't given us the most important number of all. Yep. They haven't given us a price. Uh-oh. Of course, of all these people speculating and all oh, my friends have heard this and this website's reporting this and you're like, until Sony give me a number, I everything remember, else can uh, go fuck off. The night this was on, um, we were playing... Uh, Apex and you had your wee nephew on and he's going, oh, friends and they, they said they announced the price and he's all like, say 400 and 600 pounds, I was like, I think if they announced the price it'd be a bit more, you know precise. Actually, your exact words were, <laughs> your friends talking shit. Uh, was I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aye, of course you'll have everyone making up every, I can see like this is me just guessing, but I could see six hundred and maybe five hundred for the digital. Hundred quid for a disc drive—that is. Eesh. But people will be able to sort of look at that in the long run and go, "Well, I can buy second-hand games. I can trade in my games. Blah blah blah." So yeah, I'll spend the extra hundred. Six hundred's way too much. Well, the PS4 was what five when it came out. I think was it four? I think it was about five. Was, mm. But the, the, they no, I got the, mine. We they launched the two. PS3 for six hundred. Around about there, they did um, launch it at six hundred, but I sure as fuck didn't pay six hundred because <laughs> it did not go down well. Now, no. here's what where where we are right now. We're we're stuck in a fucking standoff. It's it's Microsoft and Sony standing opposite yep. each other, both refusing to blink, and we're yep. we're in the middle, we're being like, what the fuck? Because no one knows what prices are going to be, and I'm pretty and sure the the price of one is definitely going to influence the price of the other. I don't yes. think either. Uh, ha- what if they never? It's like day before <laughs> release, and they're still standing there refusing to re- release a price. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now you walk into the game and you're all like, oh, I want to play PlayStation 5, and they're all like, uh, okay, uh, uh, much do you want to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you a tenner for it, hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you see Microsoft coming out, £15 for the Xbox. <laughs> Here's the thing. If it, it, see if they had a, a price. Like, they're, they're obviously not stupid, and they, they hear what people are saying. And if their price was on the lower end of the spectrum of what people were saying. They would have fucking announced mm. it by now because people would be all like, yay! So yeah, it's, true. Uh, 
This ain't gonna be pretty. It's not. It's it's gonna be. Sure, do you remember? It was a couple of days later. One of the Sony executives came out. I can't remember his name, but he says we are valuing. No, we're putting value over. Uh, it basically. I think he put something like we're putting value over importance, and he he basically told us that uh, yeah, brace your wallets for this, chaps. Are they gonna say again? Uh, if you want one, get a second job. <laughs> Remember they said the guy said that when the PS3 was coming out. That's what that's what a suggestion was. To which everyone replied, "How about you go fuck yourself?" And then the Xbox 360 became one of the most successful consoles of all time. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, saving for my <laughs> Well, I'll eventually that... won't have to buy a, buy a 4K TV with it too. Oh, that's right. You, you, will, you will need the 4K TV for this. You don't need it. You don't well, if you want to get the the most out of it, like yeah. But uh, the frame rate's more important than the resolution because they're talking at least 60 for everything. And yeah. Th- throwing around numbers like 120, like it's nothing. It's like, calm down, boys. <laughs> yeah so ah jeez but yeah that was uh, so that was how we got through the, the or what we got out of the PlayStation Future of Gaming event Jesus mm. I still love right. that name it's like do you wanna but then oh yeah go ahead go ahead I was gonna no, say no, yeah, no, the, do, do I take 10 minutes to hear about Last of Us 2 or of what I played. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, dude. So, uh, all right, we can come back to EA Access then another time. Or oh, no, 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 no. Let's talk about the EA Access. Nothing happened. The end. Okay. It, uh-huh. it literally I was. fucking 45 minutes of life back. That's what <laughs> I was. It literally was. Whoa, nothing it. happened, though. I dropped the fucking 37 kill streak to go fucking, what do you call it, to go watch that shit. And, like, fucking. <laughs> them, them something saying, oh, we listen to your fans. Clearly not. You do not listen to your fans at all. It's like, I, I don't know if spitting on the fans' faces is what you call listening. You know what oh. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when they spit you know, in their face? Practically do, sir. That's CA fucking, Jesus. That was the worst fucking, I was looking forward to out there to see what the, you know, because there was rumours going around about the battlefield thing. And like, I was uh, all like, right, they're going to announce this here. That's why you don't I listen to rumours? Fucking, aye. Well, let's say, like, uh, YouTube's luck with them. Like, I know why they're like, but like, it was all everybody yeah, was talking about. This was boy's like, looking for your clicks. They're all like, yes. Oh, Battle- no, Battlefield like- Six in my video. I'll tell you why it's probably going to happen. Maybe, certainly, kind of. Ah, uh, but like they would have needed done something, man, because like five has been an utter disaster, and like people are like, right, we want no justice for that. They're like, justice. And, uh, that, like, uh, like that is such and we but hurt entitled bullshit. They they owe you nothing. I mean, you you got you got the game. You didn't have to go buy the game. It's that that's a, the problem with some game communities. They suddenly think they own the game, and <laughs> it's like, well, you know, man, I was like, what a thousand hours and out there, and like literally, like I'm not. You so got, got your fucking own. money's I'm, worth. I'm, <laughs> I didn't get my money's worth for it. I I still like the game, but like as I said before, like it's like I would happy paying an extra forty pound on top of that game for a premium thing. But like apparently that's. 
that's not what they wanted to do a whole live service feed thing like copying Fortnite. Yeah, and, and maybe like, maybe the next one will they'll do it differently and they'll bring back premium. I don't think they will because the, the thing the thing they don't like doing is splitting player bases because that can kill a game. Um, but like, what happened at that, that EA Play thing? All that means is they had nothing to show. They, mm-hmm. Like. They could they could just pull a Bethesda and fire a fucking logo up there just to appease people, but I, I kind of respect that they didn't. It's like if you got nothing to show, don't show it. Don't be Bethesda. Don't be fucking what's his face, Todd fucking Howard. Todd Howard, uh, arsehole. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I, I I would rather them like let dice work on it. Don't fire me up. Battlefield 3 remaster things if that's not going to happen or uh, if you haven't le- got a, even a scrap of a screenshot to show then just don't show anything um, and the problem was that EA just didn't really show anything at all, they got Madden, they got FIFA, they got a bunch of indie stuff they signed for their indie label or whatever well, you, you call that you just got your Apex fixed like so it's going to be cross community, it's coming out in the Switch you know, that, there was, that was interesting. That was about no, the only good thing about it. I, I don't know. Like, no, none of that affects me in the slightest. So I play Apex and yeah. will continue to play Apex. And then it's like, hey, the, you know Apex exists? And I was like, I do. I play it. That's great. Continue to play Apex. Yeah. <laughs> it's cross-platforming seemed to mean they're sort of all fixture. There were like a lot of stuff that's going cross-platform. What did they announce? Like, a, there was a couple of things in there they kept saying cross-platform, cross-platform. Yeah, that, uh, there was I, but there was that Rocket Arena thing yeah. as well, which I think that's been beaten uh-huh. around for a while. I think they just bought that or something. Did they show? Did they genuinely show anything new? They showed a thing called Rocket something Rocket. I don't Ro- know what the name. Of it was. Rocket Arena. That's the thing I just Rocket said. Rocket Arena. Uh, so that there, that that. Studio takes the uh, the classic Quake mode. And tries to turn it into an entire game. Um, right. And it looks a bit Overwatchy in that there's all characters with abilities. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, there was a few indie things. That's right. You were saying that EA's bought a couple of indie developers and oh, they, like that. Be, they've been doing right. that. They've been doing that for a while. So is that uh, what do you call the the guys did that that game Brothers and the the prison oh, yeah. the prison breakout one? Um, yeah. Their new game that movie director guy. That guy's a fucking bell, ain't he? <laughs> I, like, the fuck? yes. why, why do I? I... What, what was so interesting about that? Because you said, fuck the officers at a game fucking thing, right? Aye, Fair play, you know like, what I mean? Aye, but what are I you don't doing? give a fuck who he is. I know. I think he, that could have been valuable time fucking for something else. Like, is he just, I, mean? I don't want to hear fucking. Yeah, he strikes me as a, like a Hideo Kojima type. Wants to make movies, could never get into it, and there's no like, annoying people who play games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like EA was trying to cash in on him. So, like, look, young kids, this guy's cool and hip. No, you know what I mean? And fucking, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Ah, but that's, that's all like, EA, what the fuck are you doing here? You know what I mean? Fucking, uh, he, he's, he's all about fucking, he makes films, he was all, it's harder to make a game than it is a film. No fucking shit, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking, do you know, like, that's the whole point. It's like fucking, and films, and fucking, you give directions and stuff, and you're working with live people, but like fucking, when it comes down to a game, and you're fucking, the nutty bread of fucking coding and stuff like that there, and rendering and shit like that there. 
you know, like uh, that, that, that money fucking no out there shit, like, you know what I mean? That's, that gets sort of all like, what is the point out there? You know, when he's like, I know it's Andy Games, yes, and all out there, but like, fuck, I'd still, it was all like, not not really necessary. It shouldn't have been part of the show, to be honest. Like, it was like filler. At the, at the, at the end, there was like a wee sizzle reel of stuff. You saw like a glimpse of the next Dragon Age game from Bioware. Um, you did actually see a glimpse of some, some sort of Battlefield game. Because they mentioned dice. That doesn't look like a Battlefield game to me, man. It looked like a bunch of fucking confused soldiers, to be honest. Like fucking, and if that was what they were saying, like that's Battlefield, that has to be definitely a single player mode. Because, like, uh, you don't find right place. You got that many amount of players doing that there as, like, online. Like, they they wouldn't be fucking like that. Oh, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't gameplay. Sure, sure Battlefield uh, 5 had the same kind of launch trailer where it was all very cinematic and, and that. Uh, and so, like, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe the next Battlefield, you know, maybe they will do an or bad company, which had, like, a huge big fucking story mode in it, so you know. You never know. I don't know why they never went back that there. Like, that was an unreal story too, like. Like you say, if they didn't show anything, they probably just don't have anything ready to show. Or are they planning to do another press conference or something down the line, or do they, do they know what the plan is? Or Because um, it just they, seems I mean, like they, they have they, this... They will announce stuff down the line. There's always going to be. Yeah. Uh, like, it just, you know, as, as well... Like that, a, Sorry, like go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, was... well, I was just going. Yep. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so... I was just going to say, right. Sorry, we'll we'll get before we keep doing this for the next ten minutes. Um, all I was going to say, it just seems like a weird thing that if you've set up this press conference and you've dedicated this time to it, that you're basically showing what everyone's expecting anyway, like FIFA, Madden, blah 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 blah. I was like, you just could have just announced this anyway. Why? Why was there a press conference when maybe you could have done something a bit more sort of? You know, well, well, it wasn't a press conference. Unexpected. It, was, it was just a, a video. But like, that's that's Don't always it. the way. It's like uh, the way games are announced. Today, why? Why? That's the question coming now. Why have we ever had an E three in the past? Like today because like you don't need it so you announce all these games at e3 you could do that anywhere and that's like part mm. of what what all these these wee events are proven it's like these are all done um in in people's homes and they're just putting these live streams together and and announcing games that way and they don't have to go to uh, a big convention center and pay millions for a booth um mm. and it it gets the job done um the one thing that i did say is like uh like I was saying it's fair enough. Uh, EA don't show anything Battlefield if you don't have anything to show. But in the uh, right then they went and done the exact opposite of that and announced a new skate game in the dumbest way possible by just having two guys going like, "Oh, we're making a Steam game." Steam? I mean uh, skate. Uh, we're making a new skate. It's like you, you literally haven't started that, have you? I'm now echoing. That's just in response to Tony uh, Hawk. Getting released, doesn't it? It's all like we're no, 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 no. Uh, this is in response to. Uh, I can hear myself. <laughs> this is in oh, response. Sorry, you found it. What was that? Any, any better? Yeah. There we go. So sorry, my bad. Have you not seen like everyone, every social media post EA Max? It gets hijacked by people just typing in Skate Four. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what this is in response to. <laughs> that's all it is. That's like they they have nothing to show of it. Like, I really don't give a shit. I don't think the skate games were good at all. It's Never like played them. Uh, real realistic skating is like this is pish. Oh, fuck I wanna, that. I want to play Tony Hawk and you know spin around yeah. three hundred times. Now uh, Tony Hawk's coming anyway, so yay. <laughs> It's like, I think it's because you're so used to the Tony Hawk games where you're like, you know, taking <laughs> yeah. a skater, grinding a rail, whipping out a guitar and like playing a guitar <laughs> solo. And now here's the thing where it's near impossible to do a fucking kickflip, the most basic of tricks. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. Nah. <laughs> it's like, it, it is. It's like the difference between playing something like Burnout and then going, right, here's Gran Turismo where everything's brutally realistic and if you take a corner at a slightly faster speed than you should, you're just going to fly off the track and crash. It's like, it is. I want to fly around the corner at Co- fucking 300 miles an hour with fucking flames shooting out of my tires. Yeah, completely different games. But apparently it has, yeah. uh, like, it had, those games had a following and people have been asking for a new one and EA are bound to that pressure and making it because uh, that worked out well. Last time you did this with uh, Mirror's Edge, how did yep, how, yep. how did that second Mirror's Edge game sell? <laughs> not, second not Mirror's Edge out. About as well as the fucking first one that no one bought. Yep. <laughs> it's like what the I fuck? The first no one, one gave a fuck. I thought the first one was actually not too bad, you know. You need to stop. Yeah, that that's fine, but uh, not enough mm. people bought it to make it worthwhile making a second mm. one. Then everyone made wouldn't shut the fuck up so they go fine we'll make another one and then no one bought that one either <laughs> surprise which will happen with skate as well that's yeah, a very guarantee. very fucking niche thing but i heard that there was some skater out there i don't know his name um because unless it's tony hawk i don't know your name if you're a skater or darby allen I know darby his name. allen <laughs> <laughs> tony hawk was in his one of his promos um, very cool <laughs> But uh, the, the somebody said he got contact with EA to to be in a Skate Three remake for mobile, <laughs> which Jesus Christ, that would have been amazing. That would have made people so angry. Can you imagine yeah, if they're, they're like, "Oh, we're releasing Skate Three on mobile," yeah. <laughs> and then it'd be like, "Oh, fuck, get your pitchforks," <laughs> and I'll have microtransactions, uh, <laughs> loot boxes. Uh, so uh, yeah, people continue fuck. to get bent way out of shape <laughs> because of yep. EA. But yeah, that that, that the EA play event—it was just—it was more sad than anything else. It's like you really haven't got a lot going. Like, remember you mm, guys used to squadrons. be huge. Oh, I squadrons that's... Is I, but the only fucking thing decent at it, like that was the only thing. It was all like that looks impressive. I may give that a whack myself. You know what I mean? But uh, that's been released this year. I didn't like, like what, the uh, the stuff in Battlefront 2, so I don't... It's the same guys making this, so I don't think this is going to do anything for me, but I would imagine it'll probably do well, depending on how they handle the sort of live game aspect of it. How are you going to keep people playing it? Um, is it going to mm-hmm. be Battle Pass style stuff, or, you know, what are you going to do there? Right. Mm. So, we've... We should probably take a break now. Oh, okay. Have we hit that time? Yeah. I didn't even get to talk about uh, Last of Us 2. I haven't finished it anyway. Here's what it is. It looks very pretty. 
It's a really okay. nice looking game, even running on a bog standard PS4. It is mm. really violent and depressing right. as fuck. And I'm not uh, the type of person who would just say it's like that because of the, our current climate. Yeah, there is parallels there, but I am able to separate real life from video games. But this is <laughs> shaping up a really fucking depressing story. You know what? Ellie's very sort of most of the time chipper and jokey in, in the first one. Um, yeah. In this one, Jesus, nah. <laughs> well, from what I seen from the trailer, she looked like a crabbed bastard. Oh, she... She really is, um, but it's it's all about people doing unspeakable shitty violence to each other for stupid shitty reasons and a never ending cycle of violence. Um, and it actually gives some weight to because um, you always get the like the, you know the Uncharted games. Nathan Drake, you know, goes on a fucking genocide and then pull, yep. pulls a smart ass crip. It's like. Yep. This is this is like them. So like they always got criticism for that. This is like Naughty Dog being like, "Is that right? Right? All right then. <laughs> we'll give you a fucking reason to murder hundreds of people then." So like, okay, right. <laughs> and it, it seemed oh, like it, it might have been like a bit polarizing. Like critically, the game is fucking off the charts. But like I looked yesterday, I was searching for it just to you know do sort of price checking when I was going to buy it. Mm. Um. And Google brought up reviews, and I was sitting at a 1.8 user review, and then I was like, Jesus Christ, are people hating this? And then I clocked on, hold on, this is only out today, all these people are talking balls. <laughs> uh. And then you look down at reviews, and the first one's got some like, oh, forced inclusion of uh, uh, gay cards. Like, How's a fucking forced inclusion? Would you fuck up? You <laughs> fucking <laughs> bellend. Mm. Ellie's gay, get over it. And that, uh, that, that was established in that, that mini-game DLC type yeah, thing, yeah. at least. Fuck. Is the the man, what do you call it? I always forget his name. <clears throat> Joel. The boy, Joel. Is Joel still around? He is, I. You don't right, play it. You don't, you don't get to play as him this time, though. Okay, okay. You were saying there was a bit of fuss fighting, though, because you, you obviously were saying, you were chatting a wee bit this yesterday. I've always uh, said, I, I'm not a Last of Us fan, but I have, and I will still stick it, by this. The it's, fuss fighting in The Last of Us is amazing. It's very little, though, shoot, because it was, like, the at the prologue of the game, um, it was letting me play as Ellie and then switching to uh, another character named Abby, and she is, I think you saw her in the trailer, she is a fucking tank of a woman. Um, right. And she's all very punchy, and she does the fighting. But Ellie, Ellie's got her her switchblade, like so. Um, was the first fighting just as good that the wee bit? Oh, you aye, to do? it's crunchy as fuck. Um, ah. I, see, I if you had to give me more of that in the first one, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Mm. The the game is very much that a lot of stealth. The the action's very visceral. Um, mm. It's it's you know very deliberate. Um, and slow paced sort of um, mm. sort of stuff, but yeah, I haven't finished it yet. But it, it it's if you like the first one, you you'll like this one as well. Um, okay. And depending on your stomach for depressing as fuck, the worst of humanity <laughs> type of stories that which I for one I kind of like that sometimes. So you know I'm a horror fan, is so that our, usually comes out. Is it still our crazy plant based virus? Oh yeah, mushroom guys. Mushroom guys. Aye, that all that that never changes. They never cured that shit then. <laughs> no, not yet. 
Uh, well, they coulda. That's you've never played the first oh, one, yeah, so yeah. here's a spoiler for the first game. So fair warning to you. I think you, they coulda. Uh, the whole thing is you get an Ellie who's immune to these guy doctors who can maybe get a cure for this out of everyone. Um, he gets her there, and then they take her away, and then the woman ends up telling him, "It's like I they have to take this thing out of her body. It will kill her in the process of doing it, but we'll save humanity." And he's like, "No, I don't think so." And then kills everyone and runs away with her. <laughs> so that that's how the first game ends and then things just yep. seem to be sliding downhill from then <laughs> alright shall we take that break then no worries folks we'll be right back Make the world go round Money make this low so down God damn you monopoly My brain must be blown out wild I guess we're just blowing fields now Damn it's monopoly How do you make the world get down We gotta get the word out now We playing this monopoly We're playing now Paying the price I guess we're just blowing fields now Damn this monopoly Yeah. Right. Sweet. We're good to go because I still can't hear the music. <laughs> you can't? Uh, I know. No, I have no I idea what you played there. What, what What did you play? Help me out. Can Donnie just hear that? No. no. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what was it? Can you hear it now? No. Uh, it was the... Um, it is a song called Fly With Me by a band called Millennium Parade. It is the opening theme for Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045. Ah, how convenient. How convenient indeed. Um, well, as I was saying earlier to yourselves, folks, welcome back. Uh, thanks for coming back and joining us. Um, we, don't, we can't do the bare necessities because we're all apart, so we're going to lean really heavily this month into the anime section. We're going to just shoulder first right in so rather than just our normal uh real waifus of the evil g hills where colin gives a, a recommendation he's also going to be discussing a few things that he's been watching and cat's going to be talking about an anime film he's been watching as well so what would you want to start with there colin work away big man the floor is yours well these are still recommendations um so the first ga- uh, game the first anime i'm gonna game? chat about Jeez. Is Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045, um, which is a continuation of uh, Standalone Complex, which is the two se- two season series um, spinoff of Ghost in the Shell, uh, which is excellent. Um, uh, how old's that now? Oh Jesus, that's a good. I remember person. watching that and really enjoying it. That was all about the laughing man and all. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, wh- whereas um, 
you know, Ghost in the Shell is as the the film is very sort of, um, you know, philosophical sort of thing. Um, it's all like the the it's very sort of standard these days for cyberpunk to go. You know, what does it mean to be human? Whereas standalone yeah. complex was a bit more. Let's get into these characters a bit more, and it was more of like a procedural sort of show, you know, different sort of case every every week where uh, Section 9 would um, tackle something and then have an overarching plot throughout the series. Um, and you just get to see the Major and her team do their thing uh, on a weekly yep. basis. And this is a continuation of that. Um, so from what I've seen, it's been very sort of polarizing. Um, some people like it, some people don't. I know I did a bit of a emotional roller coaster when it was announced um, because first being you know oh they're making more Ghost in the Shell standalone complex can't wait amazing and then saw oh it's CG instead of animated mm. which uh, as I said before I don't tend to like the the CG stuff over the yeah. hand, hand animated stuff um, but. Getting past the uh, the the animation style, um, I really enjoyed this. It is really um, it really is a continuation of standalone complex. It uh, it feels like standalone complex. It's the same characters you love, the same people doing their voices. Um, so this takes place a good few years after uh, Section Nine was disbanded. Um, on the the second series of standalone complex, um, and the major and a bunch of uh, section nine um, are basically mercenaries now, and they're they're taking jobs and they're they're in America to start with. Um, and right. America is in a state of kind of looks like where it's headed. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, in in this, the the entire world economy has collapsed. Money is worthless, pretty much, and uh, uh, America is pretty fucked. Um, okay. And in states of civil war and and that, uh, but you you've got the uh, yeah the major and her team taking on jobs and and. Uh, you know, wherever they get them, and the the main thing that that comes out is they discover the this new almost uh like human evolution. They call them uh, post humans, where they right. they they seem to be like uh, seems to be an effect of people uh, cyberizing their brains, and this is this is what's happened. You got these. These posthumans running about, and they're they're very dangerous, and you know they're really strong, and they're really intelligent, and they have sort of this hive mind thing going on, um, and it, it's about them getting to the bottom of this, and uh, actually ends up, uh, you know, Aramaki comes back, and uh, they they reform Section Nine, they all go back to Japan, and uh, yeah, it, it's 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 really. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, like, I, I think if you enjoy standalone complex, there's no reason 
beyond that of not liking the animation style, which I say I was able to get past that myself. There's no reason why you shouldn't like this. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's it, it just it just for me it hit those those same notes that that made me like Ghost in the Shell in the first place. Um, and yeah, uh, it's it's more of the major being the major. Yeah, because my favorite member of her team to this day, it always has been, is uh, Toxa, because he's oh. like, completely human. To- Togus is the and... one, one guy that that didn't uh, didn't leave with the rest of Section Nine. So as you have uh, uh, Togusa and uh, the chief Aramaki, that they obviously they stayed in Japan, right. and then then uh, you know the, the major took the rest of the team uh, away. Um, they they do that sort of mercenary stuff, um, mm. and like you, you have Aramaki, he he reaches out to uh, Togusa first, and then you know says find the major, and he goes off doing his fucking awesome detective shit. Yeah, um, he is to, awesome to, at that to too. track her track her down and track her down. He does. Um, and the thing I always loved about him as well, he, he was so classic. And the, I remember an episode where they were all taking the hand out of him because he was still human, and he still used a six shooter. And yes, all this here, and I was like, "Is Mate revolver?" Yep. He was the man. He doesn't have the Mate anymore, though. He, he, he doesn't oh, have the revolver. He he's got an automatic now. Oh, Jesus! Is he? Uh, nah, that's because he's getting older. <laughs> uh, um, is at the start of, uh, they kind of uh, introduced this new character. He's an American guy. He, he's young, and he's all at the the very start. He, he's like talking to uh, Bato. Um, but certainly, oh, the major's really hot, and he's like, um, oh, she, you know, she's a full cyborg. He's like, oh, so she could be a, like a a gorilla in there. And then she like she keeps hacking him as well, and it's fucking brilliant because when they when they know they're going back to to reform section nine, uh, she there's <laughs> just one part she goes up to him and she's all like, uh, thanks for saving me and all your like. She she basically hacked his brain to think he done something to save her who is a princess. And then he goes running off into <laughs> the night, and then that's the last they ever see of him. It's like, aye, sweet. Um, uh, uh, Mage is just one of my favorite characters from anime in general. It's just a there's so much mystery around her, um, mm. and the, and they just sort of maintain that throughout the the entire series. Like you still barely know anything about her and she just does cool things like that um like have you ever heard of the the arise series which is one that's again it's not as good as uh standalone complex and the originals but it it covers like her early days in uh section nine and and putting that team together and you get to see the first time she meets bato and she gets in a fight with him she hacks his eyes and kicks oh, shit yeah. <laughs> just like, Should I remember you telling me about that? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I I think it's uh, it's it stands up there with with the rest of standalone complex. Hmm. It's a good continuation of the series. Um, and I say give it a chance. Were you a little? Yeah, I was just going to ask. Were you a little, a little bit gutted that it wasn't hand drawn? Yeah, yeah, and just to make it. Um, like they, they, the ending credits are hand drawn, which just rubs it in your face a wee bit. Because um, I like the, the the updated design of uh, the the major character. It, 
it like she looks better hand drawn just just does the int- intro sequence though where that song plays uh is really cool it's like a a take on the original intro of the movie you know where she's being built oh yeah um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but it's been updated as well it's like uh, 3D printing the skeleton and all and um, uh, mm. it's, it's a really cool wee sequence uh, yeah so catch that on Netflix um, is that on it, Netflix? it is right it's Ooh. a Netflix original I'm not sure if it was Netflix I commissioned or what can genuinely check that out then because I was actually going to say oh I don't have Crunchyroll or any of them anime things but if it's Netflix, I can actually watch it. And you know what? It's Ghost in the Shell. I do like Ghost in the Shell. So I will genuinely actually watch this one. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you definitely should. It's it's just taking those characters and everyone gets their, their sort of moments to, to be awesome, mm. basically. Um, uh, yeah. It's... I just I know I'm just trying to picture what they would all look like CG instead of hand drawn. Though, because Bato's got that sort of really like whenever you draw Bato or whatever you see him drawn, he's just covered in wrinkle lines and things like that. Mm. Uh, and Aramaki and that her, how the fuck do you do that in CG? It's it's still there. I'm not gonna lie, like it, it looks like it looks like a PlayStation Three game at times. Oh dear. Like, okay. It, it, it definitely, but. At, at least it's the animation is smooth. Uh, give it give it that. Um, okay. Some really good fight scenes, especially the first time they, they come across uh, a post-human. It's this uh, sort of tech billionaire um, that no one's seen or heard from and they're trying to infiltrate his house to, to find him on behalf of the American government. They know what the crack is with him like. Um, and they have a, they all have this fight with him, and he's wearing nothing but a robe, and yep, everything just hanging out there, and so they and he's doing all okay. these mad flips and weird fucking body contortion shit. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and and then. That's the first time Aramaki shows up, and he he shows up flying a fucking jet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, what's not to like there? I mean, come on. Yeah, definitely check us out then. Aye, definitely worth watching, from my point of view, anyway. (laughs) And I'm a big Ghost in the Shell fan. That's true. People get some sort of weird, twisted. All like you know, rose tinted glasses sort of view of of Ghost in the Shell, but being, I I think people think it was more than what it actually was. Like, let's get yeah, yeah. like it's not high art. It's it, nope. it just isn't like anything. <clears throat> Ghost in the Shell's done um, was done in the eighties, really. I mean, I know the original manga mm. came out in the late eighties, but like. Um, you know, you had Philip K. Dick and um, William Gibson. It's it's nothing those guys haven't written about before. Um, mm. But it, it's just the the way in the presentation and the actual characters themselves being so so cool. Um, yeah. 
and like that's some of the like I made the mistake of glancing at a review someone gave it like a one out of ten on uh, my anime list, and they're going on about complaining about it, you know, just lifting stuff from Philip K. Dick and that. It's like, um, have you watched any Ghost in the Shell or any <laughs> any cyberpunk ever? Yeah. Because yeah, like the the idea of like a lot of their ideas come from there, and that that is just cyberpunk. That is that is the nature yeah, look of at, it. That, that, sorry to go off, off track of it, but look at one of the biggest cyberpunk movies of all time, which is Blade Runner. Yeah, like Blade Runner is not an original idea. It no. it's based on a what do you call the book? I dream of electric sheep. Well, yeah, that's ah. that's that's Philip K. K. Dick. Um, do androids? There dream, you go. Dream of a electric oh, do sheep. Yeah. Um, so it's not uh, like the, the who who I wasn't like Ridley Scott came up with this fucking idea himself. It's like this was this was a, I hate when people yeah. do that. They're all oh, this is based on or just a rip off. Like, that's maybe a, somewhere. That's maybe we eat it, but different because uh, it's an adaption. But like one of the things Ghost in the Shell has always done really well um, from from the manga. Um, and if you ever read the manga, you'll you'll see this is the 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 detail it goes into like the. Things you would really think of uh, being mundane, but uh, the way it just works in uh, how these technologies not fit into to everyday life, um, and like if you read uh, the manga, you'll see that the the author uh, Shiro Masmuni he like he puts annotations in to explain like he'll have someone using some mad technology and he'll put in a little annotation say that this is a you know something that lets a person do this thing and it does it by Mm. doing this and it's just that that sort of level of detail that that goes in to the ghost in the shell to just just bring it a bit more to life um Mm. but like uh, complaints about like one of the things he complained about is the idea of sustainable war um it's a weird concept um and it i think it is actually a ritual in ghost in the shell it's not so philip k dick in, in 1984 had the idea of um you know the the different nations were always mm. like the propaganda would say we're at war with these guys mm. and that now we're at war with these guys and we hit hit them guys that we were allies with before just to keep the people angry at something to distract them from the fact that they're being controlled in every perceivable way. Um, that's not what sustainable war is in Ghost in the Shell. Sustainable war is more of a uh, economical thing um, because AI has come to the point where you can have a sustainable war, as in war going on all the time, which people profit off, um, and it, it just becomes its the war becomes its own economy basically um i'm mm. really doing a shit job of explaining it because it is <laughs> fucking weird but um but yeah it's, it's like don't put the original ghost in the shell on a pedestal when you watch this because <laughs> like uh, no it, it is it is a proper continuation um I won't lie to you. When I watched the first Ghost in the Shell, I just thought it was cool robot people punch another cool robot people, and then there was a big mad bit at the end about a crazy person and that's attacking most, another crazy person. That that's mostly what it is. Ghost in the Shell's <laughs> the, like the movie. It's it's pretty simple. It's like uh, you know a, a thing gains consciousness on the internet 
escapes mm. to try and understand what it is um because it's conscious but it's not human so it's like what am i uh and sort of hurts a lot of people along the way doing that um and then the major who for the vast vast majority of her life has been a full cyborg as in the only human part of her is literally her brain um has always asked herself questions of am i human is it, what's when you take all the parts away what's left you know what 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 is a human uh, is mm. it the consciousness is that is it the ghost in the shell <laughs> so like that's mm. where the the title comes from um but yeah at the same time it's cool robot fights <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, um yeah so that's ghost in the shell standalone complex 2045 um i enjoyed it gave my ghost in the shell fix it's good shit um sweet now, there's one other one then uh that i recently watched um which is something a little bit different called doro he doro and okay explaining what this is about is going to be fun so it's about right. a guy who has a lizard head but he didn't always have a lizard head or did he and he doesn't know who he is um, and he's in this world where he lives in this place called The Hole, and it's like this big city, um, and do you know, uh, the place in China called, uh, Kowloon, the big mm-hmm. city, where it looks like it's a bunch of stuff just stacked on top of each other, and it's a bunch of wee tiny yep. streets, uh, I think it's very much modeled after that, it's really sort of you know, desolate and that, but it's, uh, this is where humans live. Um, and there is another dimension where, um, sorcerers live. I think they call them sorcerers in it. And sorcerers will travel to the hole to practice their magic on people. Usually involves them turning them into like weird insect creatures or depending on what your what your power is because different different sorcerers have specific powers so someone has turned him into this thing with a big his name's kaiman um he's got this big lizard head and he's trying to find out who did this to him and if he kills the guy who did it to him it will reverse the magic um right all he knows is some sort of sorcerer so he goes around hunting sorcerers and when he gets one he puts their head in his mouth and when they're in his mouth they see a guy and the guy will then like like a guy walking out of his throat now he's not a giant or anything but there's just a guy in there and he uh, he'll come up and usually he'll say to them you're not the one and then he'll spit them out and he'll say what did he say to you and then they'll be like he said there's not the one and then he'll kill them because they're not the one and he hates right. so he kills them all um but uh this has got a really cool art style each of the characters are really they're unique really stand out uh like all the sorcerers wear their own masks which are all uh unique um and uh it's fucking batshit insane um <laughs> he has uh, a partner uh nikaido uh, she runs like this dingy wee diner 
she makes him uh, dumplings because he loves her dumplings that she makes. Um, she's a really cool, like she's a real departure from your your standard uh, female anime lead. Um, she's built like a brick shit house, and uh, she can kick some serious ass. Um, but she's not all D&D anime girl wears overalls uh, and shit um, and uh, yeah the, you see the sort of relationship between those two uh, sort of develop over time uh, it is also on Netflix so you can watch this as well Stu <laughs> and, and I really think you, you might like it it's it's, uh, it's just because it's so bonkers crazy there's there's this there's this one um it's like a little girl um i can't mind her name but she's part of the the bad guys group um she's a sorcerer as well and her mask is just like a skull um but she gets so much shit done there like um like kaido does the head biting thing to her but then she, right. while he's doing it she gets pulled through a portal and it rips her whole face off Jesus. And she's been not right in the head ever since, but she's hilarious. <laughs> like she's, but she's still alive. I right. So there's one of the, one of the uh, sorcerers in in the group is able to heal people from basically any any wound. Um, and the sorcerer has that power is a she must be like a seven foot tall woman with massive muscles. Um, and she does act more like your standard anime girl. Which right. is which is a bit weird, um, but it just it's just the show, um, it's just the way it is. You know, it's doing its own thing, mm. and it's it's all the better for it. Um, I, I I really think you, you would enjoy this one. I know some of my just suggestions. Give a couple of episodes, <laughs> see what I think. <laughs> um, I it's it's just so uh so mental that um. You you couldn't not like it. <laughs> that sounds like a good laugh. What was it called again? Doro Hedoro. Doro Hedoro. Okay. It's all one. That's uh, on Netflix as well. So both of them are on Netflix, both uh, Ghost in the Shell and Doro Hedoro. Mm-hmm. Um, have you another one for us, or are we going to jump the cat? Uh, jump the cat, because that's okay. all I got. So cat, you were. Very excited about a upcoming animated movie, an anime movie. Uh, you finally got around to seeing it. Uh, tell us a wee bit about it. I've uh, uh, got to see Lupin the First, and uh, which it's sort of on the same track as McCall saying there, but the Ghost in the Shell was done in CGA. This right. Time around. So I, but, I will uh, point out, Cat, the 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 CG in that Lupin film is way more impressive. Like they they spent money on that shit and you can tell it, it's like yeah. fucking Pixar level quality stuff they're doing oh and fuck it's, right it's fucking nice Shrek Pixar level fucking and Toy Story it's like holy fuck like that's impressive to be honest like and uh, I look forward to see if they're going to do any more films in this direction because as you know there's like hundreds if not well I'm not that sort of wee bit of an there's there's at least 60 maybe 70 looking films you know what I mean? Uh, like mm. TV specials and uh, stand films themselves, like, and, uh, and then there's a series. It's like, but uh, no, I got to see it, and it was, I'll tell you what, I was impressed by it. It's um, very good. It's, it's out in Blu-ray, like, um, which I purchased. Um, uh, what do you call it? It's a very good story. It's very. It's one of them. You can sit down. It's uh, I'd say uh, 
Not as good as Castle Cagliostro, where fucking Miyazaki did that one. Uh, that'll always still be class, like, but this is an horrible one that, like, uh, you could sit down and put your kids in front of, you know what I mean? Uh, perfect, great story to it, like, and it's like a, just a basic, or a heist film, again, that's basically mm. what Lupin is, is nothing but heists. And, um, they do every character justice, like, uh, just a sort of quick idea of the story is, it's, uh, Lupin's going after, uh, this thing, it's, I think it's the Bennett's, Bennett book, I think it's called, so I just take a wee look at it here. Uh, no, the Breeson. Uh, it's a Breeson's book, and it's like it's in this like code codex thing, like a lot. It's like a book within a book, but like uh, if right. you put the incorrect code on there, it's going to destroy it. And, right. Uh, basically, that there is just um, it's what Lupin's looking for. But like it's at the beginning, it's, it starts off from like World War Two. That's where it's from. The guy who like invented this thing, it's like the Nazis are looking for it, and. Um, and when the Nazis come and find it, like, he sends it off with his sons and daughter, uh, his son, sorry, and uh, her wife. And what he called the, of course, the gig at the idea what happens here, the Nazis mm. kill him, and then they track down her, and they, what he called, they smash him off the road, and they take the, the what he called, the, the fact that there's a wee girl then called Letitia, and it's like, uh, the, the German doctor, I think his name is Lambert, he, like, uh, he takes her, and like he adopts her, and uh, the whole thing ends is by getting this here the diary, your man's or or collection or notes or whatever is the the the, the recent book, and it's like it leads to this treasure. So of course then it's just basically you now it's like uh, Nazis in their present day trying to like hunt down this here like super technology like from the ancient world, and that's uh, just basically good all around heist film. Hey, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like. Um, like I said, the CG was on real, but as like I said, for any Lupin film, it's just your basic what he calls story focuses on Lupin. Uh, it's not there's some segments with like Goemon and um, Jigen and Fujio, but like mainly this time around, it's all just it's all it's just all aims on Lupin. So is this it only got released it? recently, didn't it? I got out there. It was released in uh, Blu-ray on June sixth, I think it was. Jesus. Like, so. so it's a very new film. Uh, so, it was out so the... Christmas time, you see. This is kind of Lupin the Third trying to outdo the original Arsene Lupin. Yes, uh, well, Arsene uh, Lupin is his grandfather. Yes, That's the thing. Uh, there's a connection there out there, and this it's apparently demand uh, Bresson and uh, Arsene Lupin were connected. They had something about this new technology or this ancient technology, and I think it's uh, it's. Not the spoiler story or nothing, it's connected. That's why I'm just going to say it to you. But if you're a massive Lupin fan and you always want to know about that, uh, his grandfather fix, this is like one of them stories too, where it like relates on deeply. Yeah, um, is him trying to, that... trying to steal what his grandfather never could. Yes, that's it. Like, oh. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, they even, like, they sort of give it away with the, when the trailer came out, I remember when Ninja told me about the trailer, uh, you see him, he's wearing a top hat and he has a cane. That's Arsene Lupin's top hat and cane. So like that's that sort of like gave me the idea like it was going to go this direction, but like um this time around they've actually put more information on that. Like the only thing I'd like to learn more about, I know I always was interested in his grandfather, but like I would like to actually learn about who his father is. Do you know what I mean? Because you never hear anything about his actual father. It's always about his grandfather. You know, so hopefully if they ever do some more CGI follow me sort of thing, like I hope it would go down the line the history of Lupin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sort of give us that fix. 
But, if you've uh, never watched Lupin before, is it a film you could just jump into and watch, or do you need to know a bit about him? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you could, literally. Right? It's, um... I'd say, yeah, you could just jump on this one, like, but a wee okay. bit of knowledge would be, would be decent enough, like, you know, if you're, like, a curious anime fan and you know who Lupin is, like, fucking, oh, I threw yourself on there, but if you're somebody who's new to it, like, go ahead and throw yourself on there, too, like, but, uh... Like, is know, it, it, it going to be, like, you know, you're going to see, like, Fujiko and be like, who the hell is that? Or does it do a good job of sort of catching you up? No, on? you'd be, uh, no, you'd be like, what he called, who the hell's that, and who the hell's this, and who the hell's that there, and who's this guy? Uh, right. Basically, I've all be out there unless you're a fan, like, you know, I mean, okay. that's what I'm saying. But you can watch it, like, from if you want to be, like, you know, you probably go on there if you probably because of modern day technology. You know, if you sat down for the first time to watch it, you probably go on your phone and go, oh, right now that's who it is, and that's what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? But uh, no, generally uh, the action's great in it, uh, and I said it's stunningly, stunningly beautiful. You know what I mean? And they do all we you know. There's, you have your typical uh, Goemon doing this proper samurai thing with the what they call it. God, I forget pronounce his blade again. It's a Santetsu something. It's a real, t- real tongue twister of Japanese, like. And then you have uh, Jigen doing his whole guns, uh, gunslinger stuff too. Like you know what I mean? Some impressive scenes like that. And then you've got the of course. Uh, Fujiko being the female fatale, as usual, you know what I mean? But smart faith too, you know, and uh, mm. uh, just looping, doing all right. It's actually a very good funny film too. There's great comedy spots in it too, like. So, but I definitely recommend it to anybody. Like, if you want to go and spend that kind of money for the Blu-ray, like, what... Uh, well, I know you, you were obviously looking forward to this film for a long time, so I'm glad it was worth the wait for you, because I know you're a big fan of Lupin, so that's good to hear. Uh, I well, it's a long, long wait. Like, I had to wait for, like, six months for it to come out in Blu-ray. It's a, it's a series um, I have never watched. Uh, I would say, you know, it's something you can... Like, Eugene said himself there, Eugene went back. I, like, I wouldn't watch the older stuff from the 70s. Like, like I should go back and watch that there. Like, or would uh, you not suggest watching uh, the Castle of... Ca- I, I'd Ca- say yeah. if you're going to... <laughs> Castle of Cagliostro. If you're going to watch Lupin and you have no idea about it, go on to Netflix again. Jeez, we need to be getting Netflix getting paid for us here. From <laughs> Castle Cagliostro is on Netflix. If you haven't ever even watched an right. anime or anything, okay. that's one of the animes you should be watching. It's like, it well, this be is great because, I'll be honest, uh, at the moment I work from home and I you know, sometimes put my laptop on and I'll put something on in the background. I now have a few things that I'm going to sit down and watch. It's Ghost mm-hmm. of the Shell, Doro Hidoro, and I'm now going to sit down and watch this Lupin ca- Castle, Castle, what was it again? Castle Cagliostro. Right, you're gonna sit down and watch that. It's me. That's Miyazaki's first um film. Uh, I think it's right. the first production you know, from from TV to film. I think it was like. Um, but I'm I'll also to... watch it. Watch it in sub too. That's what I say. Like watch. Ah, I see. I, I was just about to say I'm gonna have to be dirty and watch it dubbed because no, if I'm working, because... if I'm working though, I can't sit and read the screen while I'm typing emails. <laughs> see, Go, Ghost in the I Shell like, is a good a good dub. Okay. I like it. Uh, I, are you I, in it, the original voices? Yeah. I could Sweet. agree with that there in Ghost in the Shell. But, like, you see, like, for, I remember when I first watched uh, Castle of Cagliostro, I watched it in, in dub. And, like, I know I wouldn't go back and watch right. dub again now because, like. Maybe I'll have to uh, watch that one when I'm not working. <laughs> well, here, I'll give you an example, right? You've watched, um, you've watched Dragon Ball Z dub a couple of things. Yes. Like the, the guy who does Piccolo's voice, he does like Jigen's, uh, not Jigen's, uh, he does Jigen's voice. And like, it's, 
I don't think it's just like you see the the, the uh, sub, the actual original voice, the Japanese actor. Like he is a, like a gritty, like he's up your street street. He's like Jigen is perfectly a gunslinger, so like he would be he's like Clint Eastwood. Yes, he <laughs> Clint Eastwood, and he's gruff, and he's always had uh, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. You don't see his eyes, and like he's meant to be like a, like sounds like an old man. You know, I mean, he's uh, in his forties, like, but he's meant to be like sounding older. Um, but when you put like Pickles dub actor on, it's it's doesn't it just doesn't suit it. Just, no. No, uh, it doesn't really suit all right, it fair all. enough, then. That one will have to be done, uh, subbed. That's fair enough. Mm. There you go. Like you say, Netflix is getting some recommendations out of us, I tell you. See, when it comes uh, to the, the, the sub versus dub stuff, I think it's whichever you watch first. Because, like, back... Well, when, I, when I watched um, Ghost in the Shell, originally, like, standalone complex, because it's a different cast so well some of the cast is different in the films like most of the cast is different actually but it's a standalone complex so like i got those as, as on dvd and it just the english was the default and that that mm. was that was that you'd watch all the guy and then that that's the voices i associated with those characters i think if i had originally watched um the japanese voices i probably would be the other way around uh, so I think it, like for, for established characters, I, I think it's just whatever one you get what first. You now, I, I know there can be horrible English dubs and sometimes it doesn't work. And that's just because of, it's, it's usually because of either the way lip syncing means you have to speak in English in a really weird inflection to make the, yep. the movement of the mouse match up to the words that are being said. And then sometimes they don't spend a lot of money and get really shit actors. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, like so, but, but there there's some um like you shouldn't really look down on Dublin because like I I would no no always um, watch it, Ghost in the Shell dubbed. There's a, a a older anime called Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. It's mm. about uh, this kid uh, sort of discovering music and joining a band and then that band trying to get signed and and playing at a festival and that um and the 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 songs are that they write are all in English, and if you watch the original Japanese, you have got some horrible, horrible English singing, <laughs> and that oh, because dear. they they still try oh, and sing in English. So and right. the the performances of the English cast are generally really really good. Um, mm. So it all goes down to how much money a studio has spent to get the actors. Um, and these days, it usually like there, there's enough, uh, there's enough of an English market there for for people to put the effort into getting decent performances out of the English voice actors. So I wouldn't like in, if you watch anime on dub, don't let anyone say to you like, "Oh, you're no, a real anime fan or anything." Like that. It's oh, fuck that. Just watch it whatever no, way you want to watch is- it. Like, I used to watch an uh, anime called Helsing, mm-hmm. and there were certain characters. So, do you know Overwatch, Big Winston? You know, yeah. his big, deep voice? Yeah. He was Alucard. Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his Japanese voice actor was perfect as well, because he'd done the same big, deep voice. But then, in English, the Alexander, the, the big sort of psycho priest, his... English voice actor was terrible when you compared him to his Japanese voice actor because his Japanese voice, he's meant to be like this crazy, insane, regenerating priest. And 
he's he just sounds nuts with a Japanese guy. Where the Scottish guy, they got to do him. Don't get me wrong, good voice actor and all, but it was when you compared the two, you were like, no, this this Japanese voice actor sounds insane, which is what Alexander's supposed to be. But then later on, there's another actor that. In Japanese, he sounds terrible, but the English voice actor they got was actually, you know, Sean Pertwee, who was in, he was in Dog Soldiers, and he's he's famous sort of British actor. Uh, he was in Fifty First State and things like that. Mm-hmm. He done an amazing English voice actor job for this character. I was like, oh man, I've got to jump and chop and change here. So I think it's not a particular dub versus sub. It's just like you said, Colin, which voice actor puts in the better. Performance. I don't mind because, like, I watch look on there, but like, I, I don't. I watch the sub first, and then I'll go back and watch it in dub. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, I, that's the same with Dragon Ball. I'll watch Dragon Ball and sub, and then go watch it in dub because I, I watched it originally in dub. Um, the same what do you call Full Metal Alchemist there too. Mm. Same thing. Watch that and sub, and then watch it in dub. You know I remember, Cat. Me and you sat down and we watched. You, it was the first time I ever seen it. You showed me Princess Mononoke, mm. and I could only get it dubbed and jesus the voice cast they had was unreal they had Uh, billy bob thornton yeah jillian anderson jillian anderson that's with the the ghibli films they spare no expense all right 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 right, right. sometimes Uh, i I find though that see big name actors can't voice act for shit there is sometimes you're 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 right right. there is an act to it and there's people that make uh, a living out of doing that and you shouldn't take that away from them Oh, no, no, but I, for, for, I'm sure you've seen Princess Mononoke yourself, man. Oh, and yeah. uh, have you ever watched it sort of with the American voice actors? No. They do a really, really good job. Really good job. I was really impressed with it. Great film as well. Mm. Bit mental, but very good. But uh, you have Gillian Anderson, you have Billy uh, Bob Thornton. Uh, and, you know, How's H- Moving Castle? Um, Howl is voiced by Christian Bale. Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, yeah. like fuck. Is he good? Uh, he's grand. Uh, he's good. so. So, but I think some of the problems with them guys is they tend they, they can sometimes phone it in. Aye, uh, uh, not everyone's Mark Hamill. Aye, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a fucking voice actor. He gets there's it. a voice actor. He gets it. Uh, there, there's some people uh, who just can't put like physically can't do a performance unless they're you know actually doing yeah. the thing. So yeah, yep. uh, there, there's a I, there's a really good documentary. I think it's called Voices. I'm not sure about voice actors. Mm. Um, uh, you got Tara Strong and all on it. Yeah, uh, like uh, Noel yeah, North yep. and what do you call the other boy that's not Noel Noel North? Uh, Troy Baker. Troy Baker, that's the one. Yeah, the guy that's not Noel North. <laughs> I love the fact they got him to do his brother in Uncharted, though. That was great. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was cool. Um, but I've seen Nolan North actually act, and he does not look like what you would expect. Uh, neither does Troy Baker. True, true. The funniest one that always gets me, though, is have you ever seen uh, It's John Benjamin? He does the voice of Archer. Mm. If you've ever seen Archer. Yeah. He looks... Nothing like what you would expect. <laughs> He's so this the, little small bald man. Doesn't he do the the voice of Bob from Bob's He's, he's Bob well? as well. Yeah. Uh, he's Bob. Is that a bit closer? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the catchphrase later on. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, how are we doing for time, Colin? 
Uh, we're, we definitely got enough time to go through this card. Okay, so... so speaking of uh, dubs, what about... Speaking of dubs... A-E-dub. A-E-dub. <laughs> That's awful. Love it. I apologize. That's, yeah, it's all right. So, <laughs> about a year ago... Uh, oh, actually, what about a year ago, we talked about Double or Nothing and what a great... Uh, event it was and since then we always like to talk about the the pay-per-views and things so it was the second annual double or nothing uh on may 25th and it was in front of a, a small crowd they had some wrestlers around the ring like they have and they had i think they had family members and production guys in the the main stands and things so you had a mm-hmm. you had a decent crowd and uh well you've got the have you got the card up in front of you there called uh, yeah i got it in front of me um all right so well, our, what uh, was the, our first the, match? We're just going to go and give results because they're all out there by this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it doesn't really matter about spoilers. Um, do you want to start with a pre-show? What was, uh, that was Private so, Party. So and... that, that was Private Party versus Best Friends. Ah, yes. And Very good match. The winner would get a number one contender spot at uh, Fighter Fest. The next Fighter event uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. That was a very good match. Uh, I do love uh, Private I think Private Party are fantastic, and they're only going to get better as time goes along. Mm. Uh, sadly, it wasn't their night, but it was a very good match. Very good match. Oh, I um, want the best friends. They, they go on. They want oh, the best friends. Should be tag team champions. Now. Like, Trent oh, yeah. is fucking he amazing. Is fucking machine, sir. So uh, he's like, yeah, I keep saying it. He's like, yeah, what do you call the orga? He's also on our machine. I used to have Doug Chucky T. Sexy Chucky T. Awesome. Sexy Chucky T. Chuck Taylor All Stars. <laughs> mm. He's all, They're very good wrestlers. Um, like that, that said, like Trent, I, I said it before. Trent reminds me of age. He's just ah. the same frame and bold with like a young age. Like, I he's so bold. He's like he is fucking bold. Uh, what did you see there last week? Um, what do you call it? He, that he did a spear on last week's dynamite. I mean, he did fucking who's it? Was it Jericho? Was it? And I mean, I thought he nearly broke Jericho when he does. His spears are fantastic. I love the fact that he always tells him when he's coming off of like a, a hit. So he's like been thrown into the turnbuckle or the, the he, bigger uh, guardrail. If he speared Guevara, Guevara would somehow land on his head. <laughs> Guevara would sell the shit out of that. Guevara would end up in the rafters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, great opening was, match. Uh, it was pretty decent. Uh, it was a decent enough match. Get get the hmm. crowd warmed up you know it was a pre-show match so they're not going to give away all the good stuff at oh, I, that stage but I, um, that's what i even like about them they don't waste time on a pre-show they'll still give you a good match so then we had our casino ladder match for a future <laughs> aew <laughs> world championship shot um which is also at fighter fest uh so yep. we had darby allen the wee maniac uh he was a maniac boom boom colt cabana boom, uh, boom. Joey Janela is a last-minute replacement for. Um, yeah, who did he replace? Um, oh shit! I forgot his name. Lucha Bros guy. Oh Phoenix! Phoenix. Oh Phoenix! Ray Phoenix! Fucking hell! That's right, Phoenix. He he hurt himself the week before. Uh, yes. Joey Janela, good. That was nasty. It's a good guy. You just just put him in there, and you know something's gonna happen. Uh, Scorpio yep. Sky, um, Kip Saban. Uh, Frankie ah, Kazarian, Luchasaurus, uh, <laughs> the baddest man on the planet, Orange Cassidy, <laughs> and then make, making his debut, 
the big fucking shit brick house, Brian Cage. Yeah, the machine, Brian Cage. Um, it was a great debut for him. Um, uh, but before we get, because obviously he was the last man in. I love the fact that the match opened because we were saying, "Oh, would they? Would they?" They opened with Kazarian and uh, Sky. Scorpio Sky. Yeah, the, so, there was no other way they could do that. It's like let's give it ah. like, like two two tag partners, give them a chance. They they mix it up a bit, do a bit of mm. fast paced wrestling. Uh, they get yep. it started. Um, M two are so get, good. Again. Really good ladder match. Uh, like some crazy spot. The, I think the, the craziest thing happened was Darby Allen um, yep. jumping off a massive ladder on a skateboard to go yep. through another ladder. He looked like he fucked himself up doing it. Aye. But um, I would say for me, and I know this would annoy so many wrestling traditionists and people who take it way too seriously, Orange Cassidy's just fucking shenanigans yep had me an absolute I, stitches so he comes out yeah <laughs> well he cut a promo before it speaking with the best friends asking how do i win this match and no matter how they explained so to win the match you climb up a ladder and grab this big casino chip and that's you won the match he could not get his head around this and he comes out walks over to the announce table and starts asking the commentators how do i win this match then gets in the ring and just stands in the middle of the ring, not getting on the ladder, reaching for the, the, the chip. And then he gets the ladder. Instead of putting it up, he just lies it down flat, stands on it, and then tries to reach again. <laughs> it's just like, fucking hell. And it's like, you haven't never seen shit like that before. And it's it's no. it just has you laughing your ass off. And it's I guarantee. Guarantee. If, if there had a bit of crowd there, they would have been erupting oh, with aye. laughter. That, that, the roof would have been off the place. And it was a really aye. good juxtaposed against Brian Cage coming out and fucking <laughs> killing everyone. Just throwing oh, boys around we, The spot he did with Darby Allen, sure. Remember he had Darby Allen on a ladder on and a just ladder. fucked aye. him out of the that, ring? That was the final, another ladder? That was the final spot there. He like put Darby Jesus. on a ladder, lifted the ladder above his head and just fucked him out of the ring. Uh, there's that one point as well, They everyone ganged up on him and just dumped a pile of shit on top of him. Like this big, right. massive poker chip, ladders, <laughs> chairs, guardrails. And then at one point, uh, while he's lying underneath all that, um, Joey Janela dives from outside of the ring and lands on top of it all. It's like, right. there's no way Brian Cage could have known that was coming. No, <laughs> so, so I bet that are fucking hurt. Um, but yeah, he's Brian, a big son of a bitch. Brian Cage wins, strapping the proverbial point, rocket though, to I, him. I honestly thought Orange Cassidy was going to win. Do you remember Cage was climbing the ladder and Cassidy was on his back? Oh, I, I, sexy. He was reaching for him. backing on him. <laughs> Brilliant! Uh, but great, great opening match. Our next match was MJF. Uh, versus Jungle Boy and Christ, this was good. Yeah, but, oh, they knocked it out of the park. Oh, uh, it's such like, like uh, you do the the silliness with Orange Cassidy, and then yes. you you have this match, which would shut Jim Cornette's face. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know why I went with Jim Cornette there, but he just represents everything bad about everything wrestling. Everything bad about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we say that at the same time. But um, so like I, it was just a great technical match aye 
and and like the the way it finished to you is like the the trading uh, pins back and forth until MJF uh, just got it, and he, he he's the he's a filthy heel, and everyone hates him, but and he he wins clean in in yes. this instance, no no shenanigans, shenanigans throughout the match. There is the one point where he remember he oh. pretended to be hurt, and the doctor yep, came yep. in the ring at all, and then he gets up and um, <laughs> Jr was, sure was not, a- none too impressed with him, but. <laughs> JR is amazing when he commentates on MJF's matches. He fucking hits him as the <laughs> Shivani. He keeps calling him a little prick. <laughs> uh, uh, Shivani's amazing. There, the, the, those two there. That that is your not just your future of AEW. That's that's your future of professional wrestling. Aye, that was in that ring. They, I them two have said they are cornerstones of AEW. They really yeah. are. Um, um, and they're what? They're only twenty three each, twenty four uh, each, maybe. Aye. Uh, uh, Young guys just put putting on a match of that caliber that are there in their career, like it's just, just real, real good. Um, All right, there might not have been a capacity crowd, but they knew the amount of people that were watching at home. Mm-hmm. That's still big pressure. Um, Jungle uh, Boy is ridiculously handsome, though. Fuck me, how could he be so handsome? <laughs> it's it's not fair. It's not fair. I don't care what MJF says. He's an <laughs> alright-looking guy, but he's not Jungle Boy. Jesus. No. <laughs> those those mutton chops. My missus always sits up when Jungle Boy's on TV. Let me put it that way. It, it kind of annoys me a bit. <laughs> um, but uh, MJF wins clean, great match. Yeah. After that, we had Cody versus Lance Archer for the AEW TNT Championship, which looks awful. Sorry, it does. It's not a great looking belt, I. They he did said, say, I remember they said it, double or nothing, it wasn't finished. But it still looks like that to this day. It still looks like that, yeah. And I hope they weren't just saying that. So, um, yeah, yeah oh, so this... better than the, the WWE Intercontinental title, anyway. This is where we had the fake baddest man on the planet come out to present the belt, which, uh, you know, right. uh, Mike Tyson, uh, making a fucking ass of himself, if I'm perfectly honest. Right. I doesn't know yep. how, to, how to rip a t-shirt. <laughs> or take a t-shirt off he has problems with t-shirts I think we've established this. he seems to he just needs to wear a button up shirt to be a much easier for him <laughs> and um, I that there's one point where I cut to Mike Tyson and he's just in the middle of this big ass fucking yawn and he kept cheering for Cody and Lance Archer and you didn't know whose fucking side he yawn uh, yeah. you, you told the referee to throw out Aaron Anderson for some reason that yep. Arn was up to some shenanigans. So Arn's always up to fucking shenanigans. It's like, come yep, on. Yep. Um, but I do I, like Arn Anderson. Obviously, you had Jake Roberts out there as well. But another fucking hilarious part. So Lance Archer does this thing where when he comes out his entrance, he's usually beating the shit out of some random guy, which was no <laughs> different here. So he comes out with this guy, fires him Murder into the him. ring, and then out comes Jake Roberts and starts dancing a wee jig on the stage. <laughs> And this is right after Mike Tyson's come out, so he's standing in the middle of the ramp, looking really confused. What the fuck? So it's a confused-looking Mike Tyson with a dancing Jake Roberts behind him, and I don't know. You you can't write that kind of stuff. That's fucking no. gold. <laughs> I do love Jake Roberts. Oh fuck, he's so good at promo still. It's crazy. Mm. How can you be that good at that age? Uh, yeah, but good yes. match as well because it was just like 
they obviously put Lance over as this fucking absolute unstoppable monster, and Cody just about manages yep. to pin him. But even, get... I liked even when he pinned him, he kicked out just after the three, which was yeah. good. Uh, Cody got the shit beat out of him in this match. Oh, fuck, he did. Mm. But Archer is a big son of a bitch. He, I think he's the biggest one they have, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh... He's Between him or Brody six, Lee, who's bigger? Six but... foot eight or something. They might be the same height. Who knows? Mm. But uh, it's just the Lance Archer sort of physique as well, sort of, and, and, and his this whole look with that that mur- murder hawk that he has. That's a great name. <laughs> the murder uh, hawk. So next match we had it was, but a short one. Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. I don't remember much about it. It wasn't terrible. Uh, no, no, it was a good match. The, it wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be Britt Baker, but she got That's right, she injured. injured. She genuinely got injured, so they had to bring Statlander in last minute. Um, so Statlander you know, does her thing. Uh, I do I do really like Statlander. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Um, although Penelope Ford, oh, like you look at last year and you look a year's past, look how good Penelope Ford's gotten that year. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's really improved. improved. Uh, like then, um, like I, I think a year ago she may have just. I don't. I hate saying this in this day and age, but she may have just been eye candy a year ago. Yeah. Whereas now she is a legit proper wrestler who just mm-hmm. happens to be very very good looking. Um. But good match. Hi. Uh, after that, we had Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears, which wasn't, wasn't, wasn't really much of a match. Sean Spears coming out talking shit and they get the fuck knocked out of him by Dustin Rhodes. And in the process, he gets his suit he was wearing because he didn't expect Dustin Rhodes to appear. He gets it stripped yep. off him and on his underwear, there. Oh. Do you know, have you listened to that podcast? Yeah. Have you listened to it all? Nobody yeah. knew about this Nobody, except not, not even Tony Khan. Not even, not even fucking Tully Blanchard. There is a picture no. of Tully Blanchard's face <laughs> right on his dick. <laughs> like Aubrey Edwards in the podcast, he's all, I literally thought you'd plopped out and I thought I was going to have to put you back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was very comedic match. It was only a couple of minutes, like you say, but yeah, very, very good. Time. Three minutes twenty. Um, it was sort of like your cooldown match. Yeah, yeah. Because after that we had Hikaru Shida uh, challenging Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship in fucking a no, no disqualification match. And this up match was fucking great. Hikaru Shida, I, I have to say, Stu, I, I kind of called this. She came yep. out in uh, or Tifa gear, Tifa inspired gear. Because Tifa she, inspired gear. She does a lot of uh, Final Fantasy cosplay, um, and she's a massive Final Fantasy fan, so that's mm. why she did that. Um, great uh, great match all around. Beat the shit out of each other. See, anyone who tries to say, and I know there's probably people out there that would give Nyla Rose a hard time saying, oh, she's just a big pockle. She's just... This was the match that made her sort of look legit, like... She's not a technical mm. wrestler. She is just a big powerhouse, and they she just give her the perfect match to drop the title. And it was she. She legit took that last shot to the head though with a kendo stick. That uh, was legit. I, 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 the fucking head. I didn't see that coming. That that finish. I didn't think they were going to nope. take the 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 belt off 
neither that that fast, but yeah, mm. like Sheeta, the the falcon arrow she does off top rope on her. Jesus, Jesus. Christ, that was amazing. And then just breaks a kendo stick over her head. Knee over t- the head. Two knees to the face, and that's her done. Uh, keeps the big beast down. Uh, that was great fa- match. Fantastic great match. match. Uh, I love the fact though that that that, that Nyla Rose is still just going on this rampage as well after it though. It's it's not like you know that's what I'm sort sorry to go off topic very quickly. I like when you lose your belt in AEW, you just don't drop down and, and you're forgotten about. You're still a legit big heavyweight player wherever you were on the rankings type thing. I love oh, that right. as well. So, right. I think the the women's division of AEW starting it's it's starting to get a bit of traction now. It's hit its stride. It's hitting a stride. It's Just not, a, you know you're you're starting to see the characters come out. We like Britt Baker, I, obviously. Uh, big Swole's yep. been doing some real good shit big as well. Swole is amazing. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Uh, so. Then we had our title match uh, for the AEW World Championship. Uh, John Moxley versus Brody Lee. Uh, again, two guys just... Uh, Mr. Mr. Brody, Brody Lee. Lee. Um, <laughs> two guys knocking this shit at each other again. Um, these two Why know each other well from WWE. Um, mm. uh, Brody was called something? In, uh, Cat, what, what was his uh, name? I don't know. Uh, they were what he called... Oh, for God's sake. Uh, Luke Harper. Luke, Luke Harper. Harper, yeah. Um, I, they, they just put on a great match. And like, again, big finish. Um, John Moxley uh, like, does his finisher through the ramp. Like, breaks Aye. through the, the entrance <laughs> yeah. ramp. And then drags his ass out of there and then chokes him out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he won by technical submission because uh, Brody <laughs> never tapped. Nope. Uh, so left him still looking like a monster. Beast. Uh, um, absolute but, but beast. Also, John Moxley is not to be fucked with. No, exactly. Uh, uh, it was so well done. So well done. Mm. Uh, and then we had our main event. <laughs> Which, the main which, event to end all main events. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, the way uh, WWE has also been doing the uh, cinematic style match, um, AEW just set the bar here. And I mean, like... They did. They had the guy that started this there. Yep. In, in Matt Hardy. Um, this is the stadium stampede match. Uh, so it was Matt Hardy and the Elite, which is uh, Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega. Omega? Kenny Omega. Omega? What? Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, versus the NS Circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, and Santana Ortiz. And Jesus Christ, this was ju- th- this was just full Amazing. throttle for 34 minutes. Um, of God. mayhem. Uh, so it, it took place in the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. Um ring set up in the middle uh they all did american football style entrances with a full fucking <laughs> band and cheerleaders um <laughs> jesus where do you start with this i don't the the pool of is it resurrection oh, <laughs> so, uh, reincarnation. Uh, <coughs> reincarnation now 
There's a pool up in the stands, and Santa, Santana and Ortiz are fighting uh, Matt Hardy up there, and it's Santana gets Matt Hardy into the pool, and then it's a bit part where Ortiz he won't get into the pool, and it's like two feet of water, and he's all like, I can't swim. It's like stop being a bandejo. It's two feet. It's like oh Jesus, and then they keep trying to drown Matt Hardy but then every time he comes up he's a different version of Matt Hardy so he starts as broken Matt Hardy Damascus and they put him under then he comes out as classic Hardy Boys Matt Hardy they put him under again then he's version 1 Matt Hardy that's <laughs> like fucking hell I love the fact that they read the Matt facts at the side everyone's oh, sort of like looking and <laughs> Aye, they put the, the, like, if anyone's watched WWE in the fucking early 2000s, version 1 Matt Hardy, he used to come out with this overlay on the screen giving you facts about him. They do that, but Santana Ortiz can see it, and they, they read them. And it's like, oh, uh, and then what, <laughs> the, the bar fight. So, oh. Hangman comes late. But he comes in on a horse because he's Hangman fucking Adam Page, and that's what he does. Yep. And then he goes looking for uh, Sammy. Is it Sammy he's looking for? He's looking for Sammy. Aye. Aye. And he's running around the arena, and he but he finds the bar instead and goes for a drink. And then Jake <laughs> Hagar comes after them, and then then they have a bar fight. Well, they, had the first, match. they had a drink, but that's how a bar fight yeah. starts. You have to have a drink first, and yep. then and then the fight starts. And then Kenny Omega comes back to help him, and they take out Jake Hager, and then they have a drink. <laughs> and they've, they've kept this, they've kept this thing going now, where uh, Kenny is like, "Oh, th- the three percent milk," because Kenny doesn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I was listening to Jericho's podcast, he had the whole inner circle on. They were talking about the stadium stampede, and you see uh, that that bar fight. Obviously, do you remember the, the? They obviously wanted to get in all the old Western movie cliches to that bar fight, so mm. the, the pull cues and all, right? Yeah. But do you remember the bit where Hager drags him across the bar? Yeah. That whole bar was lathered in baby oil for them to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what about Jericho too? Jericho and uh, what do you call it? Who is he pun? And it was a two count. Oh, there's this thing in American football where you can contest a referee's decision. So Aubrey Edwards counts two, and Jericho's like, bullshit, that was three. Is it a red flag or a yellow flag? Whatever. Uh, yellow. And they go watch they go watch a replay in a wee, in a wee tent, and Aubrey's shouting at him. He's like, you're a crappy referee. And she's like, you're not even supposed to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god and then then yeah. that, that that finish so if you'd watched dynamite from before um and i'm sure everyone's seen the bump sammy sammy Guevara oh. getting hit by the golf cart we talked about this didn't we on our last we one have. Um, we have so the golf cart with matt hardy and kenny omega on it makes a return and they chase Sammy, the entire length of that pitch, and Sammy jumps into the stands. I forgot to mention it as well, though. Matt Jackson doing the uh, Roland Fisherman suplex, yep. the full <laughs> length of the feed. <laughs> and then maybe, he gets in trouble maybe, for celebrating. <laughs> I, he celebrates too much and he gets a yellow card. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, Sammy, 
you know he's the last one standing in the inner circle and the entire fucking yep. elite after him and Jesus Christ Kenny Omega delivers his finisher off the fucking stand into a big pile of boxes and it looked great must be, must be 30 foot maybe 15 foot it was pretty far anyway it was crazy I, I wouldn't be doing it no <laughs> but if there was two people you would trust to do it definitely them two mm. like Unreal finish, hey. Unreal. But geez, what a match. 15 stars. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 15 stars. It was, I think it was just, it felt like, it felt like a wee mini movie. It was, yeah. it was a great way to finish that pay-per-view. And I don't know, do you think that actually, well, if they had had a crowd, they probably would have done something different, I guess. But I'm glad we got to see something like that. I hope yeah, that makes... You, uh, yeah, they probably wouldn't be able to do that if we weren't in the situation we're in. You're not right. saying that makes it worth it. it. Certainly doesn't. But it's like it's nice yeah. to get that that just just taking a shit situation and turn it into yep. that just pure yep. gold. It's like oh, you see, like WWE just before that had done their ladder match at the uh, Titan Towers, the WWE headquarters, and it was like I, that that was that was decent, but. We got this. Uh, <laughs> what's this? I, is that the one you were saying they were actually fighting up the building? Aye. The ladder was on the roof See, that, and they had to start at the bottom. That sounds pretty interesting. That's a pretty and cool it, it was the oh. I was, It was the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, so they always have a woman's and a men's, but they just had them both at the same time. <clears throat> right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and it was just a scramble to get to the roof. and then I'm guessing at no point did they get mixed up with each other, though. No, I don't think so. No. Um, and then, but uh, Rey Mysterio was thrown <laughs> off the roof, and someone survived. Not dead. You know, maybe Don Carden tried for murder. Is he dead? Uh, <laughs> technically, Rey's been dead twice. Then fucking Matanza ate him, and he's still alive. <laughs> but um, ah, a great, great fucking match. Um, I hope. I, w- I wouldn't want to see it be done too often because I think it would lose its no, charm. No, no, that's that's but a, if you were to do that. AEW doesn't, doesn't do that sort of stuff. They they don't uh, run things into the ground like that. Give yeah. me that w- even once every two three years, and I'd be a happy man. Just <clears> bring it back. Every, it wouldn't make it a yearly thing because I even feel like that would be a bit too much. But. Yeah. Every couple of years, do you announce a stadium stampede and just get the crowd to go nuts because they're going to see absolutely something balls to the walls nuts. Uh, but I think uh, it did help that you had the creative minds of, you know, you've got the Bucks who obviously do the B and the Elite and they've done their sort of, their match 200, which was very good. Yep. Um, you got Kenny Omega is very creative as it is. Yeah, and then so you've got the man who started all this. Like, like Kenny used to wrestle for a promotion called DDT and see silly mm. ass matches, like having a match in a river, for example. Yep. That that is that's their bread and butter. They did all they yep. no nothing off the table. Like that match where Kenny Omega wrestles an eight year old girl. That that was DDT. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's the kind of stuff they do. And then, as you say, Matt Hardy, the guy. Yeah, you, you, you have to credit him with the the innovator of this. He oh, was like he was the, the guy that started this stuff with the final deletion. Right. Uh, which to this day still holds up pretty well. Hmm. It's still very very it's funny. Still, it's still one of the the better ones of these. Aye. Uh, 
I know that you were saying the WWE, the WWE did one. It was okay, but the deletions were the were at they were the pinnacle at up until now. Now you've got this stadium stampede, and it's that's a bar that's going to be a long time before it's mm. topped. I think the WWE will be doing another one there shortly. If you know they've been doing uh, the Undertaker's the, the last raid series, mm. uh, that's been shown there, and like uh, it was apparently teased that uh, Shane McMahon. After watching that last episode, wants to do a cinematic match with the Undertaker. Right. You know what I mean? Because we have the whole rain, uh, the other rooms here. Sorry. Um. Uh, what do you call him? Oh, AJ Styles. That mm. they had a cinematic match too, like, and that was that was pretty good for the Undertaker, like. But uh, I f- see that's the thing. WWE be the type of people who would run under the ground, like. You know, because mm. I think at the moment, uh, the lockdown is really affecting them. On different levals, but that's because, and I'll just be frank about it, because they're just they're tight Irish bastards. That's what it is like. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, they're how many cast. people did they release? They released, and so did they bring Weapon. back some people there recently? And um, what do you call it? But they're under scrutiny now because, like, uh, apparently, too, um, like to see there, like Jeff Hardy, like what they're doing with him, uh, that story there, like that's about on the news. Yes, you were saying, aye, uh, uh, and then like alert there, they already the Fox but, were about upset about the whole like phone push and Shemus's face. Uh, um, they've done that with Jeff Hardy before. CM Punk did a whole angle. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's, that's that the angle, thing yeah. about Jeff. He will take the shittest things in his life and and turn them into something. Um, I uh, think that's a testament. Like if they can do it well, like they did with CM Punk, because that was that was a really good angle, actually. And yeah. it's only a shame that they never got to finish it properly, because Jeff did his Jeff thing before they finished. Yeah. It. So, um, I think that's us. We run a wee bit long because we're. Oh, fair news, fair news. <laughs> but uh, we did, we did bother. The stadium stampede needed to be told it properly, did. though. It really did. Deserved it. <laughs> I know it's available for replay. If you're thinking, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Go check out Double or Nothing. Watch the whole event, obviously, but brace yourself for the stadium stampede. It is so fucking good. Fight so TV good. if you want. If you yep, want to watch Fight it. TV. Yep. Give us money, Fight TV. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, Carl. Well, uh, you're going to play us out, but before I do, I'm just going to quickly tell us if this is your first time or your 46th time listening to this you can get in contact with us by uh, checking out our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash evil g studios uh, you can check out our website evilgstudios.com for articles and videos and things like that um, you can get us on twitter at evil g studios ni or you can email us at at uh, evil g studios at gmail.com uh, so colin what are you playing us out with uh, we won't be able to hear it anyway, but what are you going to play us out with? I'm going to go with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey theme, Legend of the Eagle Bear. Oh, that's it's cool. I can't it wait is. to hear that later on when I play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. Is it playing? It is playing. Alright, sweet. We'll tell you what, folks. Good we'll talk. say goodbye for now. Carl's going to mute us all, and we'll let you listen to this awesome piece of music. So I'm not, uh, I'm not really. So you'll have to be quiet. Oh no. Oh, okay. I'll mute myself then. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.